Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio Uh, This is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, bang Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio I'm your host James Boyd, and here with me I have Rich Lotta What's going on man? Not much, man. Just uh, another week and day in the life of being real and, you know, trying to avoid all suckers at all costs. Especially. <laughs> Have you been listening to T.I. this week? <laughs> what is going nah, on? <laughs> nah, no, no T.I., man. Like, I, I, I haven't even, I've tried to, like, not think about T.I. ever since his Atlanta is Wakanda speech. I had, I, I was thoroughly, like, um, you know, I wouldn't say disgusted by Mr. Tip. I would say just like I feel like all right if we if I would have been standing there and he would have looked at me as he, as he said that I would have put my face in my hands. Yeah, I I would have too cuz I think that's exactly what I did when I saw the video. I was just like <laughs> Tip, you know better than this. I know what you're trying to do. It's not going to work at all. We finna clown the shit out of you. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, speak, speaking of uh, <laughs> Bankhead, did you did you see the video of it being on Smash out there on what Saturday night, Friday night? I did. Um, what are they I, doing? I, I think they was out there just you know living a life. You know, and, and <sighs> they say like you know no masks and you know social distancing it is for who. Not not us apparently, uh, I, or them. I I was I was look. I thought at first when I saw the video, I was like, okay, maybe they're protesting. I don't know. Then I saw a second video, I was like, no, they just trying to rewrap Freak Nick. They're just, they're they're not trying to. They're not protesting. Nothing that I see right now. I see people doing donuts in the middle of the street. They they you know. I, I was like, look, man. I I hope nothing bad happens, but you know, just knowing the numbers game and what's going on right now. 
some you know somebody's going to in a bad way from they love you know kickback or whatever the hell they was doing out there but i hope for the best yeah. uh i've been playing yeah. this um this mlb show 20 uh this past week that's right you've been playing baseball video games pretty far can't lie like i already got called up to the uh to triple a i lit double a on fire so um and uh just trying i got drafted by the marlins so we'll uh have to give my first six seasons to them until you know it's time to get paid and they lay it down like albert Pujols. no that's not fair albert Pujols got his first got his big contract when he was like what 32 or something you know he's still in the league yeah i think he He's like at the end of the deal, so like yeah, I, it was a ten-year contract. This is so, right. This is like the end of the end of it right now. Like two thousand, uh, I think twelve was the first year dead contract, something like that. So I played a, a game with the Angels, right? Because uh, mm. I wanted to, you know, use Mike Trout, and I totally forget Albert Pujols is still there, right? <laughs> and he's like a first baseman. His speed is like a zero, like. Yeah. Um, and then he's like a 72 overall. So like he's almost as washed up right now as Willie Mays was. <laughs> what the Mets? Mets with yeah. Mays? Oh, yes. Man. Well, it's not as bad because like Pujols is still like you know DHing slash being a first baseman. Like Willie Mays is still out here center field looking lost in in color. Like that's the saddest shit ever. Like yeah, who's the coldest dude of all time in black and white? Willie Mays. Who's the sorriest dude you ever seen and felt sad for in color? Willie Mays. <laughs> yeah, I, I opened a pack with uh, the, the Willie Mays in it, the the washed up Willie Mays. Oh, so I, man. I, I laugh. I, I had to, uh, you know, put him on in my lineup for for the laughs. So, yeah, man. Like, I guess it's an inside inside thing to me and Rich. Like, all the all time most washed up like great athlete in our minds is like Willie Mays stumbling around the outfield uh, for the Mets. That's 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 the go-to. I forgot where that came from, but like you see yeah. the video of him, just like just like, dude, you had the basket catch. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Uh, yeah, yeah. But on to more depressing things besides you yeah, know the aging of the maze. Look, Undertaker was headed. Undertaker was headed that way, but it looks like he may have laid it down. But Undertaker wasn't know, as good as so. wrestling as Willie Mays was baseball, though. <laughs> So I won't even go there, but true. sure, sure. Uh, Very true. <laughs> uh, yeah. So speaking of more depressing things, uh, I guess it's part two of our COVID coverage in WWE. Um, <sighs> yeah. So more or less, uh, COVID tests came back, and lots of old people uh, came back COVID positive, um, ranging from from um, Mike Caron. Is it Mike or Matt? Mike Carano, right? Mark Carano. Mark Carano. That's right. It starts with him. Mark Carano to Jamie Noble, and most notably so far is Renee Young. Um, yeah, I mean, and there, and there reports, were and there were heavy, heavy rumors that Vince had it. Well, it's just easy speculation. Like you have a you have Mark Carano and you have Jamie Noble with it. Who's always in Gorilla? Those two, so you just imagine soon, like okay, Triple H probably has definitely come into contact with someone with COVID. So it's Vince, so has the Road Dog, so it's Sean, so is everybody else back there. Uh, P.S. Hayes, that's dangerous. <laughs> that is yeah. dangerous. The if amount of drugs that he's done. Look, if someone was gonna kill Michael Hayes, it would have already done it. So I don't think he really worried. Look, um, yeah, my my great 
how do I say this? My great uncle. No, uh, yeah, my great uncle uh, actually passed from COVID. Um, I found out just yesterday. So like, it's wow. it's for real. It's serious. So, but I mean, he I mean he lived the he lived a hell of a life. He lived to be um eighty. So, but still, it's just like this stuff is this stuff will prey among the vulnerable, and it will still even get your ass even if you are of you know good health. But um, you know, there are reports of inspect or reports of people that have came forward but can't really mention anything because WWE is really not into people releasing um, their results if they are positive to anyone but their family or the people they live with but their reports are there are you know over 10 even as high as two dozen people um, have it right now um, in relation to this batch of testing um, there have been talks of them uh, moving to test every single time now which is good which is something they should have been doing all the time but you know the past is the past we can talk about the past but here we are now they are now you know doing the bare minimum for the for the fucking uh staff now which is good um or better not good uh and we are now at a point to where they had delayed uh last week's taping um there are reports that Wednesday taping they're going to do Night one and two of Great American Bash slash, you know, cut off <laughs> or basically uh, more or less. I don't even know if you want to call it Great American Bash or just basically like steal market share from AEW. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Reverse Fighter Fest. Yeah, pretty much. So they're yeah the opposite of Fighter Fest. Um, so <laughs> nights one and two will be uh, taped on Wednesday. Thursday will be Thursday and Friday will be SmackDown and Raw for two weeks. Um. So yeah, man, it's just this crazy stuff that we're now here and they're now doing right after like it took such a mighty embarrassment to get to this point. Um, what are what are your thoughts on this now that they're they're now doing you know close to the right thing? Um, it's a step in the right direction, but that still doesn't erase three years of them, or excuse me, three months of them participating in what can be qualified as like the worst promotional tactic of the year uh sending your wrestlers and refusing to flat out test them all you know the whole time like and doing bullshit temperature checks the whole time and not making it as not even trying to attempt to do have a safe environment like the what they did was install plexiglass and like click a damn thing at, at people's foreheads and ask them if they felt okay like these people were shamed into doing this these people were forced into doing this and as as much as they fought to become an essential business right the people that actually make the show they couldn't give a fuck about which is sickening it's disgusting I, I hope whoever gets the COVID from that situation, they can sue. Like, I feel like there's got to be a lawsuit somewhere. Um, but it's just like, I don't, I don't understand how you are a billion dollar company. And then you do this, like, like, where's the attention? Where's the media coverage? Where's the, like, you know, where's it's almost like you know the only people that are you know talking about it is shows like ours and you know 
uh, the wrestling media, and then it doesn't go any further than that. It's like if someone told John Oliver about this, he would have like blown this shit to smithereens, and like this would have been solved a lot faster. But it's it's just like then you get in top top of the mass thing last week, and them them letting in the fans. Like it was like. What alternate reality are they fucking living in? Well, you know what alternate reality they live in? It's the same one that has, you know, white people losing their minds, complaining that they can't go into grocery stores and shop amongst other people without masks on right now. That you see, like, every two hours or so, a new video of it on, uh, on you know, Twitter. Um, it is just, it is just rife with, like, arrogance and privilege. Um, and just flat out like bizarre role type shit, like the and, pol- and just flat the politis the politicization the po- the po- <laughs> it's not the what it's not a word yeah. <laughs> politicizing of mask. Um, they it, it's just this thing about looking weak or all this other nonsense that you see the stupid meme where. Um, someone says a mask now, and then it shows more and more in over yeah. time. And by the year twenty fifty or twenty twenty five, all of a sudden everybody's dressed in um in hijabs. It's yes. like y'all are. Hey, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all, y'all are, are racist. Y'all are dumb well, racist, that, flat that out. Like, I, I mean, oh, I don't yeah. even know about. I I think we let a lot of, let 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 a lot of people off by talking about how racism is dumb or whatever else. Like, no. A lot of these people are not dumb. They're just racist. Full stop. Um, and yeah. this is a play on this, right? Uh, yeah. Now, um, but to get back to WWE, um, the word is that they are now allowing people to wear masks. Uh, they're not mandatory, but some people are wearing masks, which then bears the point of, like, if some people can wear masks, why don't you make everybody wear masks? Like... Just get more fucking microphones, put them closer to the people. If you need, if you're worried about noise being muffled or whatnot, that's really like the plus glass up and everything else. Like we're at a point now to be to be in Florida, where we the country, the country. It's almost like a country to itself. Uh, the state that we're in had nine thousand new COVID tests. Was it yesterday? Like, or was that two days yeah, ago? Yeah, we're at I think a it was point. Two days ago. Yeah, we're at a point now to where not wearing a mask for this stuff is just like unacceptable for it to make it on TV. It, it almost needs to be a mandate from whatever network is broadcasting these shows. I don't give a fuck about, about, you know, uh, Hikaru Shida or MJF or, uh, either librarian being there on the sidelines, put a mask on or, or don't put them on the show. That needs to be the mandate for the people. Like to have same thing when it goes for WWE as well. It was like to have all of these trainees and people to be six feet away from each other in a air conditioned uh, closed off room for hours upon hours for these tapings. You are you're basically putting people in a petri dish for hours on hours with nothing to protect them. And breathing on each even, other. Look, and they weren't even doing tests, so <laughs> right. like it, it's just a thousand times worse when it comes to them. Like there was a um an anonymous email that got leaked to uh, Oh yeah, Wrestling Inc. Uh, where the you know someone in you know was discussing the conditions on the condition of anonymity, 
and substandard working conditions. Yes, that Ti once talked about. Yes. Um, <laughs> always comes back to him. Um, <laughs> Seemingly, they, yes. Oh, <laughs> um, so like they talked about uh, like WWE's going to take care of all medical treatment should they need them, but in the same breath, like it was clear the company would also handle the PR and only that needed to know about the condition uh, would know. And that would prevent them from making the names public. But at the same time, WWE is a reason that these people would have ended up sick anyway. Um, like they got asked to invite friends and family and fa- and fans that they've befriended to attend shows at the PC, which are some of the people we saw before. Um, they talked about the Kevin Dunn, uh, you know, fans not allowing to wear masks and made a scene over the PA. Uh, yeah, I saw somebody. Um somebody contested that yeah it was simone simone johnson that's right that she was fully yeah um uh, she was calling out snitches uh so the the the, the, the mind mindset is is already already there did she say dry snitching or just snitching no snitching oh well it happened then (laughs) yeah so um yeah, it was, it's on Wrestling Inc. If you guys want to look at it, but um, it, it's just this long thing I saw, and I'm like, wow, they've kicked in the door on how they've been treated, the lack of protocol. Um, they confirmed the no mask stance. WWE actually forbid them to talk about it and said they'd take care of them, but WWE put them in the first place. This train is off the tracks. So, like that was like my initial, you know, like Cliff Notes version of it, right? But it's just like. How do you like look these people in the face? It is like, like your money is not that good. Like to to not, you know, protect these people like this. And you're a billion dollar company. How easy is it for you to test somebody? It's like, but like, it's so dumb. Like, why wouldn't you test people? Yeah. Like, if you, if you can, this is beyond. Like, this is beyond corporate greed. Like, corporate greed is just running the shows, and like a lot of us. In in the community that cover this stuff and talk about it and think about it, have basically like after these past three months have gotten numb and is normalized that these people are out here being essential workers for some non essential ass fake fighting, right? But it's a whole other type of thing to say that like, oh yeah, are there safeguards in place? Oh, these safeguards are like basically instead of putting on a safety a seatbelt when you go to drive is like you're putting a you're putting a napkin over over your chest like <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here like this will not stop you from cracking your head and going through the fucking windshield it won't yeah um but i mean we're at a point now that where there actually is a, sa- a seat belt so good for you it took you three months to get a seat belt billion dollar right. company thank you right, it's like the bottom just keeps falling out when you just think how terrible this company can be like we're not even talking about like the bad booking at times. Yeah, no, we're talking we're about talking like about just just flat out a disgusting enterprise, a disgusting corporation that is like run we, by a psycho. We are talking about <clears throat> such sort such short sightedness that this can affect the bottom line through bad publicity, through lack of morale. Um, throughout the company through flat out, you know, loss of assets if people fucking die or lose their lung capacity from this stuff, right? Yeah. <clears throat> it's just it's just like 
what happens it, when some, somebody catches the shit and comes back, but like their their breathing is off or whatever, and then and they're done. They, and and they no they're, and they're in the middle of a match and they don't realize that shit until then then somebody dies in the ring or some shit or, like, or just enough people just are done because they don't have the win to do this anymore right so my my, my thing is like you can't even say this is greed because even if you were like if you just, were greedy it, you would test everybody right, and then because you like, want to protect your assets this be this is ridiculous yeah, um, that's exactly where I'm getting at. Uh, thanks, Rich. Uh, I don't mean that sarcastic. I'm, seriously, um, I was about to go on some rant for like five minutes. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, like that's so, where we are now. And like, it took this moment to get. To, it took ha- almost you know anywhere from ten to two dozen COVID tests. To I know get Roman to Reigns is happy right now. I know Kevin Sami Owens. Zayn is happy. Happy. Like I took my ass home. Fuck this. Yep, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Uh, you know, you're another person that always wins, though. When I was thinking about this, when all the people that aren't around, Brock Lesnar. Oh, Brock, yeah. Oh, Brock's Brock like double one, so he dropped the title, like so he doesn't have to, you know, have any responsibility during this, you know, ratings free fall yep. or whatever. It, it's just uh, like this man is like Hogan times two, like, and he'll he'll come back and clean the shit up whenever fans are back. Vince, will be like, oh, we gotta go back to Brock. Another person that won. Another person that won, Becky Lynch. I'm out of here. Becky Lynch. I feel. Look, what was it Russell? Was it a uh, 2K20? There. It was the last edition of a uh, 2K. Yeah. Roman and, and Becky were both on the cover, right? Yep. Both of them are out of Dodge. Y'all can handle this. Y'all go out there, Oscar. You are amazing. You are one of the best promos of the year. Even though you don't speak even half a lick of English half the time, you've been great. Charlotte, you've resurrected your career inside the ring. Thank you. You're doing great. Relatively speaking, you're overpushed, but whatever. You're doing well when you get your your big matches. Drew McIntyre, you haven't lost a match since like September, or sorry, November. You're doing pretty well. No one's clamoring for him saying he's overpushed or none of that shit, right? As a top guy, which, you know, everyone says so impossible, even though Becky was just doing it, right? Everybody's doing well. But the shit's tanking, and whenever all of this shit goes away, if, if Roman or Becky will ever want to come back, they will be on their hands and knees begging for them and kissing their ass to come back. Bravo. They've won. <laughs> They've won. Does this qualify as elite level working that no, I like to talk about? No. I don't think, I don't think, like, Becky was specifically getting, like, looking at, uh, <laughs> looking at hot spots in, in, in China and Japan and was like, you know, it's about, it's, it's might be about the time for you to go ahead and, and, and put it yep. in there, uh, uh, Seth. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, you know, cause I remember when I, when, when Becky, you know, when she came out and made the announcement, I was like, oh, yes. This I is truly, yeah. This is truly that elite level working. Like, but Rich, that's only because you're just like terribly cynical because of American professional wrestling being just <laughs> ran overran by shitheads and terrible people for a hundred years. That's the reason why you believe that. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't wait till Jeff Jarrett elite level works his way into running the company. Oh my god! All right. So in your mind, I'm not even. Gonna, that's too morbid. That's too morbid. I'm not even going to do it. I was not even going to do it. I'm not even going to do it. Not not going to do it. Let's just move on. Uh, some more WWE and, and slime balls. Apparently, they have fillers out for recently terminated Tessa Blanchard, former uh, Impact World Heavyweight Champion, um, one of the better women in professional wrestling. Um, you know, 
they've been they've been playing this dance with each other for uh, what at least since 2017, right? Yeah, a lot of um, going through Meltzer. It seems like. Yeah, so you know, uh, might bring her in. Um, it's gonna be quite interesting they bring her in when it's like Randy Orton was just was just Randy Orton was just trying to cleanse himself from and get himself into good graces this this whole last month or so, right? And then you want to bring then you want to bring Tessa in. It, well, is Randy Orton and Tessa who the good versus the evil of both of them? Who's gonna overcome? Is is Randy going back to the dark side, or you think is gonna you bring gonna Tessa closer and convert? Well, I don't know, man. It, it it's funny because um. You know, with Tessa, like she's, I would say the fans that I see on Twitter, a lot of them are clamoring for her to go to AEW. I am not. Um, the the people, some and some people I've had conversations with that are heavy like WWE fans, they seem to think it's a done deal. She's going to AEW, so it's almost like nobody wants her. It's like uh, go to <laughs> WWE. Like I don't need. And then uh, you think about what Tony Khan just did, like with banning, with banning Hogan and Linda McMahon and shit even, like that. How about this? The one that I thought, I didn't even think about that. You're right. The one I thought about was when he got into it with Orton and then sh- literally yeah. shouted him down for saying like, you were just on Twitch saying, saying the word nigga. Yes. I'm not like, don't, don't, don't come to me about controversy, whatever else It's like, okay. So now either you just said you were anti, uh, Nigga, now you're gonna bring in Tessa after she literally niggered uh, yes. um, yes. La Rosa Negra and spat on her face, which is worse than Rand- yes. what Randy did. Yes. Like that, that's why I don't think. Yeah. That's why I was like, I don't think that's gonna happen. Like, and for uh, the, I think for the sake of me not wanting to hear FDSers doing the oh, they're they're gonna just they would be having a, a field day. I'm saying just for the sake of them doing the, which is funny because like that really uh, that really mimics like the Republican Party whenever like a Democrat gets caught up in something that like they gets caught up in like the shit that like Republicans well, it is the big constantly like, sw- like well hold on let me finish like there's so much politically about like. Democrats are holier than thou, even though look at their history. And then you see the Republican Party that they just like they're just a pig and shit. And then like once a Democrat gets in, any Democrat like falls close to the pin, they're just like all of y'all are dirty motherfuckers. It is like yeah, it's okay. like that Leonardo DiCaprio pointing right, picture. Right. So like if if Tessa going to AEW will be exactly that. It's like. Yeah, we don't scream for COVID, but look, you hired that motherfucker that says nigga. Like, yeah. that's exactly what happened. It's like, look, dude, hey, bro, this she's a like... talent. I don't. I would. I would like to. I'm pretty good with AEW being relatively like guilt free. A, gr- a guilt free watch. Like, I don't really feel like having to deal with that there, and also more importantly, having to deal with motherfuckers that are like treating the pro wrestling like it's a sports team. So, like, I I just kind of don't. Yeah, it's um. you know when she if she signs with wwe like -hmm. you will not hear half the noise um, that you would like no one will care we expected that whatever right right i'm like if you don't think that they're gonna try to feed her to the charlotte wood chipper you have another thing coming (laughs) the charlotte wood chipper (laughs) like i haven't watched any of tessa's like promo work or whatever else so i don't know if she's improved in that facet but like if she has, like, she clearly she has the look in the in ring stuff to make it work in WWE. It's just like, 
obviously you got to worry about her not pissing off the wrong people at the wrong time and then like whatever you know luckily avoiding whatever agenda is happening at the time that you know leads to dumb d pushes or whatever else that happens in wwe but like if she keeps her head on straight keeps her head down and works hard she's somebody that's she's somebody that can just become a top of the top of the card person there like over time i think her name is mud right now i think she should like in wwe like just like among like fans right now like there's luckily luckily no fans are going to be at the shows but uh if i was like her i would like be trying to publicly rehab i would take i wouldn't come back to wrestling until 2021 enjoy your life or whatever serious question though right aside from black wrestling fans and oh no one will care yeah aside from black wrestling fans and basically like uh wwe women stand twitter <laughs> like yeah also like diva stand twitter as well like just put it all together in one big batch like who really care if tessa signed like those would be the two p- biggest like quote unquote subgroups that would care that much right but like yeah. the average the average joe blow they probably like oh i didn't even know that telly even had a daughter that and also like you know you're uh like, wait magnet ta's her step what that that would also happen too yeah, like, and then your more hardcore fans will be like, "Oh, yeah, this is this is awesome," you know, like that want to see her either in AEW or WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I I would probably like consider WWE probably the place she'll end up, just because can't nothing make them look worse than they already are. Yeah, so it's a little bit like bringing Hulk Hogan back on the Jamal Khashoggi show. It's like, right. well, you right. know, you can just slide this in the back door, you know, but we already paying attention to right. how bad it is hell right you might want to just go ahead and just scoop her up this week and, and throw a <laughs> number at her and make her say no maybe maybe um i yeah yeah uh i'll try to think of other things i mean i mean at this point i guess we got to move on to marty and sammy right Guevara. good god um marty yeah. first because Marty's a, Marty's more far more dangerous and, and serious. Uh, yeah, uh, Marty was a part of was someone that was named in speaking out um, movement uh, stuff on Twitter. The hashtag uh, last weekend. Um, his uh, I don't even know the word, but uh, he the person came out and said that this that uh, Marty. Uh, more or less got her drunk and had sex with her and she was 16 at the time when and you go back and look at the dates on it like marty's like 26 which is like what the fuck is wrong with you marty um uh, and marty came out and said that like it was legal but that's almost not the point which is like take away the almost it's not the point motherfucker this is why everyone's mad at you you lost your goddamn mind and he said that he had consensual sex with this 16 year old when he has a 26 year old grown ass man um Yikes. R- ring of honor is looking into it we'll Which see when they come anything. up yeah it can mean ring of honor is still looking into you know taylor hendrix with jay lethal as far as i you know i'm aware of how long ago was that exactly yeah are they still looking are, are they still looking into the uh, uh, fan thing with uh, with uh, Bubba Ray? No idea. I, w- I was blocked by Bully Ray and, okay. and removed from his life. Okay. So, anyway. After serving him an ether pill. Yeah, so Marty came <laughs> out and said that, and 
he said it and like so many people were furious rightfully so because what he said was just like you were better off not telling us anything than telling us that and then he went in again and apologized again and like the apology wasn't no better so it's more digging up a hole and I I don't know what to do with him. Like, as far as me, like, like I, I look, I always liked Marty. I didn't love him. I liked Marty, but like at this point, there's nothing to root for there. There's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. Like, we're, that's a villain that's, that's a, a dub. That's a, yeah, villain is real a shoot a real shoot. Yeah, like this is a dub for him. As far as I'm concerned, like I'm gonna put him in that same box with Cornette. Yeah, like I, you know, it took me a little longer to even like come around on, you know, liking him as a wrestler in the first place. I just thought he was, you know, I, I saw a lot of the shtick and all that. I'm like, oh, what's, what's the big deal? But um, I think the but, thing for me was the first time I saw him was uh, WrestleMania weekend in Orlando against Ricochet. At that, mm-hmm. Was it Rev Pro Show or was it some other show? I can't remember. Rev it was Pro. in the same place. Yeah. So from there. I think the thing that got me was like, you know, I, I, I have a genuine love for like people that technical wrestlers like Daniel Bryan's and Kurt Angles and Benoit's or whatever else. Uh, all the luchadors. Cruiserweight era. Best super junior types. And then like Marty would, you know, Marty had those matches with, with Osprey from 2018, which is another story in, in Osprey. But um, like that 2018 match where he where Osprey like you know fucked up his neck and back of his head on the on the edge of the apron was like that was a that was one of the best matches of that year. So like ever since then you know I've always like kept an eye on Marty because like that dude's super talented. I thought he should have won um the Ring of Honor title in 2018. Um, oh my god, is Super, Ring of Honor vindicated? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are they? They made him the fucking Booker. That's more no, yeah, I was gonna get like, to that. Yeah, All like. Right. They, like that's more important than even being the champion. So um, there are, you know, you know, I. It's it's just it's just so sad and like that dude. Like he was just. I don't on know. Being I don't want elite. nothing to do with the dude. He was just on being the elite like two weeks ago. Really? Um, yeah. Like he did like a like a guest spot like kind of at the end. It looked like it was like foreshadowing him like either being more involved or something. Was he? But um. Was he still doing like NWA stuff too? Because remember, like after he had signed his new deal or whatever recently last few months, he was doing new, um, he was doing like all these things of trying to like you know reach out to try to get himself in Ring of Honor, like in all this all these type of like situations where they do stuff and collaborate. So it's like he was the face of that, and you know a lot of people gave him gave Ring of Honor the chance after they fucked off after Madison Square Garden and fucked up after best best of best in the world 2019 and like. He got, got a, got a little bit of a you know life, and then like the pandemic, pandemic came, and now we're here, and it's like, you know, like it's, it's with you know with Lagana out of NWA, like is NWA possibly gone with no Marty? Is you know Ring of Honor like what the fuck are they going to do? Like I don't, I, I mean. It's almost ima- unimaginable that he could stay on as a booker. Yeah, he would. He would have to like step down. Like, there's no way. Yeah, like it's one of those where it's like, you're you're resigning. Well, I don't want to resign. You're resigning, Marty. <laughs> 
So they, um, I, I believe, like the, the elite started de- deleting different like videos that um, both Marty Scurll and Joey Ryan were like heavily focused oh, on. Jesus Christ, Marty Scurll! All right, or Joey Ryan. <clears throat> That's another one. We got to talk about him too. Yeah, Joey Ryan, a serial rapist. Um, and it was like a lot of them. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff. Like, what did such and such know about this? Like, either Candace LeRae or the elite or anyone like that i'm like well i don't know if, if joey ryan was trying to fuck any of them so i don't you know no <laughs> but um i mean they, it's they just were, it's, it's this they were scrubbing thing. them they, they were scrubbing basically those guys off of uh being the elite yeah which makes sense um as far as the whole thing about somebody has to know be given that they're friends is like i don't know how if y'all know how like how much like sexual assault happens in the world like your best fucking friend uh, there's a there's a very good statistical chance that your very that your very first uh friend is some type of sex uh, sexual abuser or it has been in the past like there's like you look at some of the rape statistics and it's just like mine by like one in three women in their lifetime will be sexually assaulted like look at those sheer numbers right like so you look at you look at that as like I remember reading um I forgot where it was but like the title of it was like I've been raped by nicer men than you. Mm-hmm. It's like all that stuff about how did I know, how could this person not have known? It's like people cover this stuff up and you know and people think so little and give such of a lack of a damn for women that like stuff like this happens they don't bat an eye people don't believe women left and right. This is the reason why this all popped off. So people are so scared to come out and you know defend what happened or, or not defend, but uh, tell people what happened to them and tell their stories because people don't believe women off GP. That's where we are now. So you know, luckily, unf- not luckily, Jesus Christ, what's her word? But like, there were enough people that have so many different stories. Enjoy Ryan is like this is something that people aren't just making up. They're not going to be you know. Tw- 18 people or whatever else the number was, you yeah. know, half a damn Royal Rumble of people lying on him like this. So, yeah, like, it is, it is one of those situations where uh, people have talked about when problematic people like, come around um, talking about I can separate the their art from their work. Well, in this case of Joey Ryan, much like R. Kelly, can't, ha- can't happen, bro. Yeah, the, like, the the, uh, the, the dick, dick flip, flip was that like he was there were stories that he was booking himself with women on the day they turned 18 to try to get them to do the dick flip to touch his dick like nigga like this is like premeditated like yikes like um and then like all the stuff that you hear from from him like he was like the they were like, this is like some Harvey Weinstein shit, like Bill Cosby level. Like, this is like. Well, with 18, I mean, that's, I think, I think at one point Bill Cosby got up to 36 to 40. So, okay, so, so he's half a Cosby then. Kind of. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, that was just, that was really, really, really bad. Um, quite frankly, <clears throat> like, it, it makes those, uh, all those stories of him quote unquote turning down WWE and AEW contracts like just hilarious because like neither of them wanted you like <laughs> like, like. <laughs> I don't know 
like I believe that a I believe that there was interest from both of them a w a w because that's their friend and I believe and who knows what they what who knew what and then also there's a part where it's like WWE is trying to sign anybody that AEW could possibly have wanted. So, th- so just because AEW may have had some interest, that's the reason why we're talking about Tessa, right? We think AEW might have, nice, might have some interest, so that's why they're going to sign her. So, same thing would apply to Joy Ryan. Like, maybe they knew some stuff that, it, obviously, quite frankly, we didn't know, and maybe there were some stories that were from people that were already in WWE that had interactions with uh, Joy at the time, but it's like, I either way... I think strictly off a dick flip. Like you can't do it, you like we're not doing that. Like Tony's like we're not fucking doing that. Like <laughs> and like maybe, I don't blame him. Maybe because like, I don't blame him. I don't. Look, I mean, we we all pulled up our our various receipts over the years by saying like we do not rock with this Joey Ryan dick flip shit. Like, like it was funny the first time you saw it, right? And then like even then it was like nah, like the the like the, like, the penis root angle. The, the lollipop, the lollipop thing, thing is the, disgusting. It's just disgusting as fuck. Like I don't care if it's some too tight situation. Like this, just the whole imagery of it is gross. Like I don't, I don't care for the magic trick. No, thank you. Um, this man, this man was out here talking about he's living a rock and roll lifestyle. Get the fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> <The rock laughs> nigga, you do not play no instruments. Stop. Yeah, and then like you were talking about the penis ruins a second ago. Yeah, the penis ruins. So like. That was funny in the context with like Hangman and all that, but like, like I said, it's never making it to like the show, I, you know. When I'm that was like the only thing I did not like on uh Fighter, or not Fighter Fist, but all, all, all in, uh, was like, it's like that shit's not for me. Whoever liked it, glad you liked it, but like, if I ever watch the show back again, and whenever, actually not if I ever, whenever I go back and watch it, I'm just fast forward through that shit immediately. <laughs> um, the Undertaker of, of dicks, just ridiculous. So, like, speaking of dicks and and balls and all that, um, you know what well, time it on, is? Hold on, hold on. We got to talk about Sammy Guevara first. <laughs> we See, talk about I, I I almost had a smooth transition, but I guess I'll come up with another one. <laughs> got to talk about. It. Literally okay. a smooth transition. Oh man. Okay, so Sammy was on some podcast or radio show or whatever else, 2016, and said in a joking way, which is like, still, you fucking idiot, what is wrong with you? He said that Sasha Banks he something equates to Sasha Banks is so hot that I would rape that woman, which is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't care if you were twenty-two. Like, we just went through, I don't know how long, probably a half hour of talking about all of this shit that women have to put up with uh, in this world to hear someone make a joke about raping somebody. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, I I find it unacceptable that he said this shit in 2016. I don't care that uh, he is getting punished by or whatever, suspended by the company he works for now. In, in a real world situation, people get fired and taken off their job for, for, for far less than this. Um, he knows better than to joke about this. Like, rape jokes are n- are very, 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 very uh, uncool, and there's a very, sp- like, a razor hair thin line of people to balance on. And only, like, the best of the best comedians can have the type of. Uh, dexterity to handle that sort of thing and most comedians aren't good at it at all and end up getting themselves into trouble so why would Sami Zayn uh, Sami Zayn sorry Sami Guevara think that he, he could pull such a thing off especially when he said it in such a crude un uh clever way like 
it was just disgusting. He in like look, go do your sensitivity training or whatever it is, whatever else, and hope that he comes back and you know he's already apologized to Sasha. And I'm glad Sasha uh, was willing to listen out because that means she's a far better person than, than I am. And like I already knew that, but like it's just more of a ring of endorsement of Sasha to be that forgiving because if I were a woman and that person said that said that kind of joke, I'm like, okay. Oh, I wouldn't answer her. I wouldn't return none of her calls or texting or reaches out and none of that shit. But like, I'm just sitting there like, okay, so what's so funny? What's what's so funny about this joke? Deconstruct the joke for me. Tell me why the joke's yeah. so funny. Tell me what's the punchline of this joke. That I am so that I you think you deem me so attractive in all of this in this world in this society that like people would put danger and violence upon my body. Thanks, I appreciate you pointing that out, you asshole. So. I don't know. You you can take it, Rich. I I I just like I've been mad about this just since it happened. Yeah, um, I've been a young, dumb, stupid person um, in my youth, mm-hmm. but like I don't know if I've ever said nothing that yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, you would not. Like you said, I've I, heard. I've I've I've. <sighs> Look, I've, I've heard crazy you. Shit I've heard you. you make diss records on the women um, and call and point out that they were drunk driving before. I have never heard you say anything that, even close to that, and let alone on a recording that you knew was being recorded. Correct. So I don't know their whole situation. Whether he was a guest on the podcast, whether he was calling into the podcast, because like for years on our show, we take special precaution to make sure we never go over the line with anything regardless of how like um hyped up we get about if there's any type of inappropriate comment that either happens to slip like we're like quick finger trigger editing anything out and this goes back years on our show right yeah like i I was i mean a couple weeks ago i I called Kanye something that in my that I've said to myself I made a grimace of I will never call another black person on camera or on a recording uh, that I can control, and it slipped out and I edited it out. Every, people know you can use context clues and just and knows what I said, but like that's kind of that's kind of like my weird arbitrary you know, like standard for that or whatever else. Like that wasn't fa- that wasn't fair to Kanye, even though like. Kanye has exhibited a lot of those characteristics that a lot of people have called him a lot worse than what I called him. So, like, yeah. that's that's kind of where it is on that. And, like, if you want to say, you know, Sammy got carried away in that way, I, I, I'm I willing to hear you, but I heard no remorse uh, on that recording. He said that shit and thought yeah, it was, he said that thought shit it was with, funny. Thought it, thought it was, you know, like, like everybody gets what it's, he means. Right. It's, it's like, nah, man, like, and Sammy's been like a guy that I've championed, like, on this show, on other shows and, um, you know, forums and saying that's like one of my picks or whatever. This was terrible to hear this this week. Just like, why would you say this or have said this? And, you know, it's just like, the company's going ahead and taking his salary and donating it to the Jacksonville women's something or whatever. It's a nice gesture. And, you know, it was swift action, you know, that seems like it got demanded. Um, but he's kind of on the low end of, you know, the stuff that happened last week, but like, that's still another part of it that this is what perpetuates the other stuff. So like, he he felt comfortable enough to, to say think that he can make a rape joke about a woman, um, which means like 
clearly, if you, if you feel like you can get away with that sort of thing, what do you think people that actually do harm to women think? They think get away with this shit. And statistically, they do. Over and over and over. And that's why you shouldn't be saying shit like this. Yeah. So I don't know how long he's going to be gone. It should be like at least a month um, before he's back. Um, he was in the middle of what seemed to be like a pretty cool kind of storyline going on. But that's off the table now. Uh, and he did do some some really good apologizing, I'd say, uh, in the tweets. And he also made a video on his channel and demonetized the video. So uh, this clearly wasn't a thing where he was looking to get clicks because he does have a large YouTube fan base. Mm-hmm. But um, and, and he's no longer making vlogs during this time, so it seems like he's taking it serious, which is you know what you can ask for in this situation. The Sammy Guevara of 2016, I hear, is not the Sammy Guevara now. Like there was a lot of stuff that was in his past that he was a very young, dumb, stupid kid that you always kind of hear about, like mm-hmm. whispers about, and. <clears throat> Hopefully, there's somebody that's gonna wrap their arm around him and be like, "Hey, man, it's not gonna, it's not gonna fly." Like, right. clean, clean your act up because you easily could have been gone right. and and back like on the indies. Right. Like my thing for him is like this isn't some type of canceling. Like I don't have the powers to cancel nobody. Like, like I just don't. But uh, my thing for me it, with with Sammy is like Sammy is is very talented. I think he has room to grow uh, and has a lot of potential in the future. Um, in in the years coming in in AEW, if he sticks around, um, but he's gonna have to do the work to try to get people to, or, or to you know like show that he has like he knows like that shit is not tolerated. Yeah, yeah. So, um. I, I hope I hope that he um he shows us along over the you know weeks days months to come or whatever else that like years to come that like this this is something he's not gonna play around with because this shit ain't for play people out here getting you know their lives ruined and fucked with um or you know shit I can't even say that people people literally get killed in rapes and stuff so um yeah so I guess I'm trying to think what else is there to talk about. Well, you know, well, no, until, no, 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 that's, what, what else we got? No, we're not transitioning to that from there. We're not. We're not rich. Uh, we're not going to. We're not going to plug <laughs> Manscaped after that. We have to just talking about. No, we can't. We'll, we'll, let's do. Let's do AEW and then we'll go from there. Uh, yeah. So. Because uh, so we just talked about AEW. AEW had a match with uh, Guevara versus. Um, Matt Hardy that got uh, swapped out into Matt Hardy versus who was it? Santana. That's right, Santana of uh, Santana and Ortiz. Um, that was the that was the last match on um, on Dynamite this Wednesday. Um, what do you think of the show in general, Rich? Uh, I like the show. Like I, I thought it was an alright go home show, but it seems like there was a lot of star power missing. It looks like it reflected it in the ratings and uh, John Moxley. Uh, with Renee Young, uh, I guess we didn't, you know, really hit on that too well, much. Well, we can touch but, about it now, yeah. Um, John Moxley was on the show, but uh, he h- had made it known to uh, Tony Khan, I guess, that he had been in contact with someone who was in contact with someone who was exposed to coronavirus, and people started putting two and two together and started figuring out, oh, it's Renee, and yeah. then Renee came out and confirmed it. Uh, apparently, WWE is not happy with that. They can kick rocks. Yeah, um, fuck them. 
they uh, also in another situation, QT Marshall uh, was exposed to someone not in the wrestling business. Yeah. Why do you think they kept saying that? Like every time I heard I about know. about QT, they kept pointing out someone that's not in the business. Like, are we really? I I, I don't really care. I guess in his everyday life, because it, I guess okay. they're trying to show that there wasn't a you know potential outbreak amongst them. But they were like, okay, they're like for safety, we're going to keep him home. Anna J, Allen Angels, and Lee Johnson mm-hmm. uh, home this week. So, um, Mox was off the show, so right. lost that, but. Uh, I liked the FTR and SCU match a lot. I gave that four stars. Um, The Lumberjack match was fucking awesome. Uh, (laughs) uh, I I liked a lot of the stuff, like, you know, just looking at it. The Sheeta angle was awesome. She, like, a fucking killer. Uh, Sunday Kiss and Joey Janela showed up. So it was like they were trying some new stuff out. But, you know, there were – it was a lot of, like, you know – I hate to say it, a lot of WWE guys just just creeping up on this show, um, and it's just like, well, let's check out these ratings. And uh, Jericho's not in the match. Though I, I don't know if those Jericho segments are getting long in the tooth where he does the main event thing and doesn't wrestle. Um, I because <sighs> they got utterly destroyed. Head to head. Yeah, but it got utterly destroyed by like Finn Balor versus Gargano versus Keith Lee in a title match. You got to reevaluate then. I would, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a reevaluate as much as like, what are you going to, I mean, you're saving all your matches for a, you know, a two night, you know, show. What, you know, what were they going to be able to put on? I mean, could they put the ladder? Do you think they could have put on the uh, the kaiju lumberjack match last that fought that fought against that? Because I don't think I think they get squashed too in the ratings. You could have put FTR and SCU and told them, "Hey, uh, we're gonna get y'all twenty five instead." Didn't that do bad? Or not? No, actually, no. That actually is the only thing that actually did good in the ratings. But like, it still would have got crushed though. I think. Um, like I have a hard time imagining that like FDR is gonna do a better rating off rip than just like before you go into the show like just you saw the show he's like all right we know what they're gonna do in the main event even though AEW mostly doesn't play this type of game it's more of a of an NXT game but like yeah. if they were gonna try to game the system and they were like all right what do we have to do to compete with that is like I imagine they pick they would pick Jericho segment than uh, FDR segment but maybe yeah maybe I'm just wrong on that I don't know because I, I think like what we've seen is like. The wrestling, uh, yeah, like wrestling matches, draw, yeah, yeah. um, any type of non wrestling stuff is susceptible, um, Orange unless Cassidy. it's like Jericho historically, yeah, yeah, um, that's fair. And then, you're right. like, you're not looking at any elite members on the show aside from that's the Bucks doing, doing an angle, yeah, like, uh, no rep, like, for five seconds. So, and how many times have we talked about this? I've actually mentioned this was it two, three weeks ago when they had a bad ring, it's like. And you look back at these shows, and any show that doesn't have a Cody does have like two matches that involve Cody, Jericho, Moxley, and Kenny. If you don't have two matches on that show uh, with any of those four, their rating always do- underperforms compared to what they normally do. And it's like learn the lesson, take the hint. I mean, obviously, you know the Moxley thing was out of control. That that hurt them, but. 
you know, shit happens. Like, I don't really think it's a big deal. Like, I'm not a ratings person to begin with. Um, yeah, I but, think like, their lowest rating ever. That yeah, and it's like, years. it's still fun because, like, that's still more than twice as much as Caleb thought they were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, I was thinking, I was like, well, I'm not really worried about this. Like, because I'm not either. Because it was like, we, we have all those things to point to that weren't on the show. We have this, uh, you know, two week event starting right. the next two weeks. Also, you're further into the summer. So, like, there's like weird weight ratings weeks that happen yeah. um, historically. So I, I figure they'll bounce back next week. Oh yeah, the, I yeah they're they're gonna they're, they're both shows I'm, are gonna. I think I think both, I think both shows are combined are gonna do like one point six combined next week. Like I think Fighter Fest is a hell of a card. Um, I was looking at it uh, on paper. I was like, I like it more going into it than I like Double or Nothing because I was like nervous like we <laughs> would double or nothing so mm. I think the build is better but um I think the car just like Penelope's first uh night one right Penelope versus Sheeta yeah yeah Penelope Sheeta has no chance of matching uh Sheeta in um in Nyla just no chance but like yeah I, I but you know, it was built well, but I just think that the bills are, have been better. So I, you know, because it hasn't been like, oh, we're adjusting to people being here. We have to keep, you know, adjusting and modulating because of people's dates, whatever else. Now they kind of have, you know, for the most part, most of most of their their roster to be able to do what they want to do. And they built horses. So um, this is a lot better, in my opinion, than like when they got out of uh full gear, when they left out of full gear that afternoon. I remember I feel like we're in a much better place. I mean, a lot of it has to do with like no nightmare collective, but but yeah. Uh, so the lumberjack match was fucking awesome. Uh, big dudes doing these flips, Warlow's doing the head scissor, and um, <laughs> uh, Luchasaurus was uh, hitting shooting star presses off the stage. Scared, into the fucking doing crowd. it scared. Yeah, <laughs> bro. <laughs> that man had to think about it, which is not bro. a good idea. I thought something bad was gonna happen when he thought about. it. I was like, mm, I don't know, bro. Bro, this was like so much better than like a Kane versus Big Show match. This was oh, like yeah. this was like just light years ahead. Like Warlow looks like he's gonna be a superstar. Like he's like like uh I like if there's a futures draft, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you wanna get Warlow locked up quick. How old is Warlow? Uh, I think he's thirty one, so you gotta okay. kinda get it rolling. So okay. um He's a big yeah. guy, very athletic, great power move set. He looks dead serious. You believe him. Um and I, I imagine, you know, the ladies like like the war low. I would I would imagine. <laughs> I, I look if this was a Rich Lattice promotion, I would be marketing the war low to the ladies too. Uh yeah, I think when I first saw him, I was like, he looks like a buffer version of uh was it Tom Hardy? From uh, you know, the dude that plays Bane in in Bat in uh the Dark Knight Rises, he was in Inception. Uh, he was also the main character, or not the main character, but uh, the main male actor in um uh Max Max. Oh my God, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, opposite of uh Charlize Theron. Yeah, like anyway, I thought the match really good. I probably say. This is probably better than the worst Dijak Lee match, but 
that yeah, I would say it's better than the worst one. Yeah, so like that's high praise considering like you know five years ago you see two dudes that look like that and you're like you ain't expecting. <laughs> well, I don't even know about that, but as much as like expecting them to do that sort of stuff, hell no. You're expecting like to beat the shit out of each other and like be powerhouses, not like be out here, you know, doing flippy flippy dudes as uh, as people like to call them. Yeah. Like when he did the when he did the running hand scissors, I was like. I didn't know he had a kind of flexibility. I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah. And I remember Warlow was doing the the, the swanton off the top rope and shit before. Like <laughs> this man, like yeah, like better watch a, out. Like, yeah, like um, <laughs> I think you know, I think they did a real good job with this match. This was I don't know who put this match together or who helped or whatever else, but like this was clearly like very similar to. Um, like the good Cody matches in AEW and stuff where just like we have these pieces and stuff. We just know that like these people have can do X amount of things. Let's highlight that. Let's not worry about them trying to chain wrestle. Let's not <laughs> let's not worry about them trying to, you know, uh, you know, sell or whatever else. Let them do their their hot their hot shit and let's get out of there and like make them like monsters by having like the monsters doing flip dives and toppling over all these smaller uh humans. Like and it worked. So good for them. So they set up a Lucha Boy and Jungle or uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy match against MJF and Warlow for Fighter Fest. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> yep. Is that night um, two? Uh, I believe that's night two. Okay. I think. Well um let's we'll go through it after. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of me interrupting you every single five seconds. Uh, so uh they did uh, you know, uh the the Taz technique uh with Brian <sighs> with, with Brian Cage and did the drill claw breakdown fucking awesome yes um <laughs> then uh tony shivani uh, read more notes from uh brit baker uh then carl shooter came out looking focused serious as angry as we've ever seen her she's like gl- staring a hole through Penel- penelope ford walks over there and you know gets in her face basically um it, but penelope took a swing at her and you know they you know ran it but She'd have gotten the ring and squashed a jobber named Red Velvet, who we've seen on AW Dark once before. Um, she hit a high knee and a falcon arrow, and it was, that was it. And it was like explosive. And then she immediately ran out the ring and like jumped the barricade and went at it with uh, with Penelope Ford. This was a very hot angle, and I think this did a lot for Sheeta. It did a lot for both of them because like before this happened, it was like. She's gonna beat the shit out of her. She's just gonna beat the shit out of her and move on. This is the tomato can, bum of the week, bum of the month type of uh, um, title challenger. Like, at least we. Ha- I still don't feel any different. Like, I don't think that Penelope Ford is gonna become like the fourth AEW Women's Champion at all. But at least it's like I look forward to seeing like how that how they're gonna handle the match because like now there's actual. It looks like there's some quote unquote on TV heat between them, and that's really. Most the most you need for for you know any um, match that has any kind of build to it is like person X hurts person Y and Y also hates X over whatever reason I don't care but like let's get to it. So they cut to a pre-recorded uh, press conference for the TNT Championship match with Cody and Jake Hager. So after three weeks, James Cody has lied to us and and. <laughs> You know, he he couldn't he couldn't last like like where was the title defense this week, James? Did did you see one? I, I didn't see one. Nope. And it, it would have helped the rain that he if he had a match aside instead of this. It definitely would have. 
Yeah. Um, so they set up with the imaginary pro wrestling illustrator reporters that actually don't exist. Uh, you know, like a press conference deal. And this becomes more like Rocky three, the more like I start thinking about it. Um, it will never be Rocky three until we get on. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> I bet you if you watch that press conference again, you'll probably find something like, you know, because she was there. He was there. Mm. Well, like so. the real thing that sets it all off is like when Rocky is in the is in the mansion and he asks for both of them to come to see summons for both of them in, the, in his big ass house. And then like Mick and Adrian are both like coming from the same direction and they're both disheveled and they're just like putting like shit in it. Like Mick is like trying to adjust his belt and tuck his pants in. And then and then like Adrian, I think he's probably like doing her hair, or fixing her dresses. Like, what were y'all two just doing? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I, know, I know we've never really fully done this on on air, but like you, I've been talking to you this for over a decade now. At this point, like you know, you know, I believe this is be a thing. This all happened off panel. This is you like know? some Stevie Wonder is blind shit. Like I mean, I and I feel a lot more confident about Stevie Wonder being blind than um, yeah. <laughs> Adrian fucking Mick. <laughs> yeah, I guess we gotta go there. Look, man. <laughs> When Adrian had went into a coma in Rocky Two, who was bedside? Who was bedside with her all the time? Mick. Mick. Rocky Three. Next thing you know, they come from the same from the same area, the same house, disheveled. You know, trying to you know get dressed up in front of Rock. Then when Rock when uh, when when Mick dies. <laughs> Before the first clubber fight, who stays behind? Adrian. Y'all hear this foolishness. Y'all hear this foolishness. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. But um, so uh, if y'all start seeing anything between Arn and Brandy, let us know. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, Cody, uh, Mister Three Weeks, and I'm done. You know, defend the belt every week. Uh, he, uh, Arn Anderson cut a promo on Hager. He said, uh, he fired Cody up when he said, uh, Hager made a challenge from a safe distance. Hager might have a, you know, he might be able to be uh, the champion based on credentials, but he doesn't have the heart. Uh, Cody answered a question, uh, in talking about what the TNT title represents to him. He said it represents hope. Uh, he said Ricky Starks came to Dynamite with $3 in his checking account and he, him leaving with hope is a, or leaving with a job is hope. And I'm like, why you put Ricky Stars on fucking blast like that? Like, <laughs> like if I'm Ricky Star, Ricky Stars gotta like attack him again. Like, hey, who, what the fuck is you? Uh, to be revealed, and, and especially well, the, the, the video package they did about Ricky Stars. Like, nah, I don't disagree with you. I I don't. I didn't like that. I didn't like that, but like I just took it as I get where he's coming from. But there's another side to look at it. And another side is like you kind of putting Buddy on blast while you're trying to put over this thing. It's like it was very Cena of him. It was very yeah. Cena of him. Well, well, the next one we're really gonna get to. So Cody said he loves real wrestling, whatever the fuck that is, uh, and not cosplay wrestling or meta wrestling. He loves to taste his own blood, and wrestling has fed him his whole life. Um, yeah. Can we stop there? Or do you want to continue until we stop? Let's stop. Let, let's let's pull the car over to the side of the road. I don't really want to dwell too f- much on the cosplay wrestling thing because Cody is clearly cosplaying as his damn daddy, like an eight year old. But there's also the part where it's like I don't do the meta wrestling when it's like, then what do you think it was when you were talked about 
you know, the the road to um, double or nothing last year when you did the promo, that awesome promo talking about getting rid of the past and talking about like yeah. CM Punk's pipe bomb is as significant as anything else that as any of the rock promos, whatever else. And you're going to put your brother out to pasture or whatever else like that was clearly meta. That was clearly talking about, like, y'all need to stop praising the fucking Attitude Era and Ruthless Aggression and, like, get with the new shit because we are the future and you cannot no longer hold on to your past and nostalgia and all the other shit. Clearly was that was. There's, like... Uh, and we he also was a fucking the NWA, same dude. He was a fucking NWA champion in 2018, Rich. You tell me what's what more a cosplay than that. Look, this man is a cosplay wrestler but his cosplay is from 1986 right his cosplay is walking to the ring dressed like star trek his cosplay <laughs> is dying that. his hair blonde like for no fucking reason uh other than to like to be more like his dad no to be more like rick flair well, like <laughs> either either both of them like to, to do to make his blood look good in the hair like Come on, man! Like he's the definition. He, didn't he dress up uh, that that Ring of Honor pay per view? He dressed up like some '80s shit that I don't know or whatever. Uh, his last ROH match against Jay Lethal, he I don't came remember. out. But he did. But he did dress up as like a mother from Miami, from Miami Vice for the um for the right. match at the beach uh thing that they did in, in Miami in just January or February of this year. Like, like, I don't know what he means by cosplay wrestler. He can look around the whole fucking roster and find uh, people that uh, that dress Librarians, up in their gear. Rich. Librarians. Yeah. He like, helped hire these people, Rich. A fucking right. dinosaur, Rich. He helped hire a fucking dinosaur, Rich. Like, Hikaru, she just dressed up as some, like, Final Fantasy character in her last pay-per-view right. match. Um, That's been a gear she's been wearing ever since. Yeah. Yeah, so, like... He's the. You are usher. You're helping usher in cosplay wrestling, and to be honest, like cosplay wrestling has been around my entire life. Right. So I don't really, you know, like I don't really hold it against it. It's fine. It's okay. But like for you to say it is like, is I don't know what you're doing. Like, do you have that lack of a that big of a lack of self awareness? Yeah, that's 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 quite frankly what I'm getting at. Like. Just, just new ways for, for to grind my gears every week. He just the, manages it. The Nash. Okay, so do you think he put down the uh, the twenty? Was it twenty five thousand dollars or was it a ten thousand dollar deposit for the uh, NWA championship? Which one was it back in the day? <laughs> I think it was twenty five thousand. Do you think he dropped that when he got that sh- when he took that shit off of Lagana in in uh in um oh my god Aldis? Do you think that shit, happened? He, he probably did because he's such a fucking mark. <laughs> oh my god. Like seriously, the National Wrestling Alliance World's Heavyweight Champion in 2018 talking about cosplay. Yeah, like I'm sorry. You you don't look like Ron Garvin to me. You don't like Ric Flair to me. You don't like Dusty Rose to me. Terry Funk. Whatever. Whatever, man. You know, his protege is uh you know Stardust. 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 I'm not even gonna say anything except for Stardust. Yeah, you literally dress as your brother. Like, <laughs> and, I, and I rooted for the Stardust. Remember, Rich? I thought that shit, that was my ringtone. Stardust, Stardust introduced was my ringtone at one point uh, back in like 2000, was wait, 2015 or whatever else when he started doing that. Like, I really like this thing. Like, I get so much shit from Floyd all the time about me talking about Cody. I've rooted for Cody for a decade. <laughs> when, he, when he does this shit, I'm disappointed. I'm not like, I hate that dude. I'm disappointed when he does this shit. 
Let's move. Let's move on. Let's turn into a huge tangent about Cody. Why do we talk about Cody every fucking? Because week, he does something <laughs> dumb every week. Like he's like, exhausting. He really so, is. Something really happens is. every week where I'm just like he's he's exhausting. I'm, I'm absolutely befuddled. Like that Tony Khan is like I don't know. I, I'm just befuddled. I don't get it. I never will. Um, and. <laughs> he talked all this shit, but no, none of it had to do with Jake Hager or whatever. But um, <laughs> so Hager came out and his wife, uh, Catalina Hager, who for, uh, you know, for we talk about people being efficient. She's at, great their, in small doses. Absolutely. Yeah, Her PR yeah, is through the roof. Yes, yeah, through the roof. Like every time she shows up, it is fucking awesome. So she basically walks up there. Hager, you know, they do the face off and all that, uh, whatever. But she comes up. Looking good, I might add. Um, and throws <laughs> and throws water all over Cody, and Dustin is furious, and it's just like, well, the job is done. Okay, so how many of the uh, Nightmare uh, family did you know up there? Yo, there was there was a, somebody I'd never seen up there before. There's oh, always someone I've never seen like that just shows up. Just but there, there were a couple guys up there that I had seen. Okay. I saw one one of the guys. He walked to the ring with him at Revolution. But they are okay. constantly adding members. They are constantly, you know, just just finding regular Joes off the streets hey, and then handing them either a suit or or one of those jackets. Man, like, look, if you, they, always, if they, you always need ripe fruit on the tree. You know, like you know, we talk about this alley and. And a QT thing, like you just know that's going to happen eventually. You just know it, and like it's going. That might be the time when I finally like, look, dude, I don't care what Cody does. I just like, cause you know, I hate Q- watching QT do that shit, do the shit he does in the ring. So it's like, they're gonna have a match together. Oh god, one of them's gonna blade. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be so bad. It's I'll be rooting be- for QT. <laughs> I'll be rooting for the match to end. <laughs> so um, they did the, the Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela vignette. Um, yep. They, they, did like, a, they did a truncated uh, version of the YouTube version. Yeah, the YouTube version cool. is like way better, uh, but it's like three minutes long. So I think yeah. you know every minute is valuable. So they cut it down to like yeah. a minute or so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm like, we'll get to the match in a second, but like, they look like a pretty good team already. Yeah. Um, so we got Brody Lee and Cole Cabana against Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela. Brody Lee ended up. Uh, giving the pin to Colt Cabana on Joey Janela. <laughs> yes, it was funny because like on the other show, at, um, probably at the same time, like you have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, and like they're doing the same thing. Like Brody Lee and Raquel are just like they are the stars, they are the world beaters, and they are like giving these self esteem pity wins to these geek teammates they have for whatever reason on both shows. Amazing. Um. Yeah, I like Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. Like Sonny Kiss, way improved from last year when his offense looked like weak. Uh, you can't mm. really say that anymore. I thought a lot of his dives looked good. Their double team moves are awesome. Um, Brody being in there with them, just like it's just an awesome base for, for yeah. anything. Um, yeah. But yeah, this was a pretty cool match. I, I liked it, and I thought Jim Ross was pretty good on commentary here. So, what did you think of Joey in shorts? Uh, I don't care. Like, <laughs> no, I'm saying, what do you think of the change in look? Like, we talk about, for example, uh, Butcher and Blade coming out in all white, looking like Brooklyn Butchers. Like, what do you think of this? Do you think it's upgrade or downgrade or the same from um, previous weeks? I think it's the same for him because, like, 
I think Georgia knows aesthetic. Like as long as I see him in like a leather jacket and then like the glasses, like it just works. Well, I will say like it is a different look, but like I kind of got comfortable with the the idea of him looking like he was cosplaying as like Lionheart Jericho. <laughs> so, like you know, whatever. I guess I guess that era, you know, had to change up. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, after the match, um, Lance Archer ran out and laid out both Sonny Kiss and Joe Janela. So a couple weeks ago on AW Dark, they uh, had Lance Archer come out on the stage and start talking shit to Joey and then get let off by Jake. So uh, AW Dark will show you the way uh, time to time. So um, and so we've got Janela versus Archer. I wish it was an unsanctioned match, but uh, it is not. Oh, no lights out. No lights out stipulation. So okay, what is when do you think that match will be set? Their match is on the second night of fighter. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so they showed a video package from uh, Sean Spears beating Pineapple Pete on uh, Dark with the loaded glove. Uh, they've also added in the Dark ticker, like showing the yes, results over I the last couple weeks. Like, yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, yes, they actually uh, showed this week. They actually showed replay. They actually showed a replay of. The loaded glove, which is like, thank you. See, it's not that hard. 30 seconds, take away two stage dives. Thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh, after that, then we got FTR and SCU. So um, this was awesome. Um, this was like, I think Daniel's like looked as good as he's looked in the promotion. Kazarian's also always awesome. Uh, FTR, like they got to quit this. um you know we're old school shit you're not old school like you just do everything a million miles an hour and you grab the tag rope in the first 15 seconds of your match and then <laughs> uh uh dash i believe or cash he did a hurricanrana in this match uh i don't know james that doesn't look like a fist to me yeah i guess not um uh full disclosure for this match i don't have much to say like i don't know why but i just couldn't get into the match i was like really i just I, I just had a hard I don't know what was going on but I had a hard time like looking up from my phone I, and it was just weird because like I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the uh, I don't know I don't know what it was but I just couldn't like I'll rewatch it like there's a few matches I need to go back and watch or rewatch from this past week that's one of them like I didn't see Charlotte versus Oscar this week either so um, I, I guess I'll get around to it eventually yeah um, like I said I highly recommend this match yeah like people liked awesome. it a lot of people like a lot of people giving it like you know four three or anywhere from three and a half to four stars so so yeah, yeah. so um they ended up getting the uh or ftr ended up getting the win on um you know with on daniels with the goodnight express they basically cut a promo after match said they're not welcome when they arrive even though you know we come on um <laughs> like like they, they literally had people scouting them like right. in the in the audience so uh, they cut a promo basically on Jungle Boy and the Luchasaurus. Speaking of that, they had they two, not only did they have people scouting, they had the two little heroes uh, doing the scouting too. Yeah. Um, and then like they started talking about the Bucks, and after that, Butcher and the Blade was out there <laughs> in their truck. <laughs> Bitch, I was hollering when this happened, like because like uh, people started making memes about it. Uh, it you know, Butcher and the Blade in all white. It always just works. It's just fucking you t- hilarious. You tell me who, like, who that truck looks like it belongs to more between the Butcher and the Blade <laughs> or FTR right now. Like, maybe FTR when they were in W, when they were the revival in WWE, but, like, right now, that looks like their truck. Yeah. 
is amazing. Uh, so the Lucha Bros uh, came out of nowhere. So Pentagon is back. He's so out, happy. He's so out of the happy. country. He's 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 got clearance to leave Mexico, and I believe Phoenix lives in the United States. So this should be like. He should be around more, I guess, you know, and it's good to see him healed from his injury. Yeah, that's what I say. It's like he's probably, you know, just mostly just to rest him up from that, you know, not getting caught a few weeks ago. So they jumped them and hit uh, FTR with their package power driver. Uh, yep. Butcher and the Blade challenged him to an eight-man tag. So it was Lucha Bros, Butcher and the Blade, and then the Bucks ran in for the save on the Lucha Bros. And uh, we figured out pretty much like I was saying um, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, it yep. was going to be an eight-man tag. But we got an upgrade because no Jimmy Havoc. We, uh, <laughs> we, we were substituting uh, the Lucha Brothers in. So this match should be fucking awesome. Yes. Um, one thing i like to add is that we did get this the uh, the package the stuff package power driver from uh, the Lucha Bros. I was upset that there was no like random jabron sitting outside that like after the double stomp from Phoenix off the top rope he goes to just dive onto that fool to clear yeah. him out. You know, I'm used to that. I'm used to you you know the full <laughs> the full experience of 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 Ray Phoenix, but you know I guess that will have to do. Yeah. Uh, so good to see them back, and uh, yeah, I think going forward like. Don't you got to get the Lucha Bros uh, involved with like Mox next? Like one of them. I mean, a some type of no DQ match involving Pentagon and, and Moxley has to be a, a a dream match for a bunch of people that watch this show, right? Yeah, I think I think people would fuck with that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, sure. Um, you kind of got to build, rebuild um, <laughs> Pentagon to get to that point. Um, but yeah. Yeah, like um, I, you know, if it were me, like I think there's more value is you know right now. Now that they're kind of cooled off, right now you kind of have this super deep tag division. You might be best served to use those guys as singles right now. Yeah, like like I think I think people will buy Phoenix and Pentagon versus a lot of these monsters that like Cody has killed off. Cody and Moxley have killed off and give them something to do with people that aren't just like oh they're just gonna beat those dudes are way too overqualified they're just going to blow through these some of these young you know future plays in the babyface division for AEW like you put out I mean and it's kind of weird because like they're also a heel faction but it's like we don't know when we're going to see Pac again so like maybe you just kill off Death Triangle until like Pop comes back I don't know yeah so they did a video package for the tag match uh, at Fighter Fest this started very weird I was like Huh? Like, and yeah. then, and then at the end, I, I ended up liking it. Like when it got serious, they were just trying to be goofy, and it's like that doesn't drive me to the match. And eventually, they start. I forgot what the turn was, but it's like okay, it turned around. But I think it was I Kenny I when we started talking about like we're the fucking best. Like, oh yeah, that's right. He turned. He, he basically started healing up. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah, but I was like, this like you see, like I can't believe that like this little two minute thing for a random tag match on a TV show. It's going to be like third from the top or whatever else. It's like, oh yeah, that's going to be... I think it's going to headline night one. You think it's going to headline over Cody? Yeah. It could. Like the, way they, the way they got it all listed, I think it's going to headline. Like, okay. I wouldn't be shocked if they open with the TNT title match. Oh, God. Will don't Cody think, bleed? Don't you think the, that's what I'm saying. Don't you think the opener is too, is too, too soon to blade? Look... <sighs> what he don't follow no rules anyway. Like he's good point. Good point. So like, um, like what, what rules we expect him to follow? So 
just like his damn he is the booker of the singles division you know yeah. we were once told but I didn't know or that. or like kind of in control is i don't know okay um i but, wish he book, uh, i wish he put himself better um anyway so yeah the match is gonna be really good so i'm not concerned about it but like best friends dry bro yeah dry. Like, i don't think they i don't think they gave them enough personality stuff before this match to get them over if we were in front of a crowd like people like them because they know they're affiliated or whatever else but it's like and we know that we know that um trent's very good we know that chucky's also good but it's like I would like to know more about Chucky being a a, a weird like f- like he has a he has a sense of humor and charisma to him and I think you can bring that out on in front of this audience and it will work. Like when he was talking about um a few weeks ago or a few months ago when they were setting up for the um that parking lot brawl match or whatever else he talked about being people you know uh, Lucha Bros kicking people in the dick or whatever else mm-hmm. like that was funny. Like, but we haven't really seen much of that since then. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's some of that all over BTE, but like, I'm talking about for a the Dynamite audience. So, but whatever. Like, they're gonna have the match. It's gonna be great. So, what yeah. what more can you ask for? I yeah, guess. I'm, I'm expecting like four and a half. So <laughs> they they better they better fucking bring it. So, um, then of course we got another Moxley Cage hype video. Fucking <laughs> awesome. Um, Are you on board with me now? <laughs> About what? About this shit being fucking awesome. No, I where I said it was. I was down from the jump from the <laughs> you, second they booked it. I need you to reciprocate that amount of joy and, and gushing energy wow. that I bring to it. I need. I need. I need that to match. Like wow. <laughs> I fucking yeah, love. Like, this, I love this, all this. Has, this. This, this is like a one. This is like a one hundred percent percentage. Like every week that they've yes. done this. Like this is like this is the blueprint on how to do like a four to six week feud. Yes. Like all they've done is talk. All they've done is be like, say I'm the best. I'm gonna prove it. No, I'm the best. I'm gonna prove it. They do, you know, they've gotten physical one time, and then you have, you know, Masakin put his energy, and all they're doing is responding to each other from week to week, and or from time to times, like each of their promos, and it's like so good, and like it's so simple too. Is like you have gifted talkers. And they go out there and they just basically just, you know, point for point. They're just volleying. And it's like so mm-hmm. simple, it seems like. Like, I was I was kind of concerned about Moxie. I, want, I wondered if they, had, they were taking the belt off of Jericho too soon. But it's like, he goes, he go, you know, after, 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 you know, kind of, you know, it's a kind of a mulligan for everything to happen with the build towards um, Double or Nothing. But this year, but this so good so good so like the second you got him away from hager and brody lee it's like and you put him in like a new situation it's like rise to the occasion so like yeah. we'll see we'll hope we we can only hope that this match um still happens yeah another thing i will say about the brody lee thing is like you know whatever happened with the it being too soon for him to be matched for brody lee to be in a title shot or what a title picture whatever else is like that match absolutely delivered so yeah. like yeah just you know i just want to you know put that out there like we, we all agree on that but like it, you know just what just only like wait you you didn't like that like no we love we love the match the bill was left a lot to be desired yeah um then he got a geek named john cruz out of there um <laughs> you know 
Yeah, so Taz went to the ring, basically uh, cut another promo. He called Moxley out, said he had a bullshit excuse for being at home, and it was just like, <gasps> like, <laughs> like, what, like, did he really go there? Yes, he did. Well, we, well, we didn't even know it was COVID. It was Renee's COVID, but now that we know it's like, he mm. knew that, and he's being an asshole, just like all the great, like, asshole heels in the past when it's like, the, the baby face isn't here for a legitimate reason, and you know it's a legitimate reason, and we all know that, but you're so full of shit that you're willing to say that he's a that he's a, some version of a sucker. It's like, oh, this is so good. Like, yeah. when Moxie shows back up, like, he's going to want to slap the fuck out of this man. Like, it's, it's going to be great. Right. It's going to be so good. Um, So there was a little backstage uh piece with Brody and Cabana celebrating their win. Cabana thought winning felt good, and uh, Brody Lee basically gave him a little speech and then said, we going to fight SCU next. And then Colt was like, hold on, what? Like, wh- I'm booked with you again? Like, this is just a trial. Like, wh- what you mean? Like, he going to learn, there's no easy way out. <laughs> but that, that's that's Rocky Four. So, um, He's still... <laughs> So it's SCU in a six-man match against Brody Cabana and uh, it might be uh, Stu Grayson. Grayson. It's Grayson. Yep. Yep. So uh, I was hoping they use Allen Angels, but Stu Grayson just like, you know, they, they're interchangeable kind of. <laughs> so. Is Tin hurt? Yes. He's recovering from an injury, I believe. Okay. Okay. Um, so after that, we got like uh, – Britt Baker and Swole and Swole dumped some trash on Britt Baker. Yeah. Um. Then Matt Hardy and Santana. And all, oh, sorry, we, we can't just brush it off. An all-time meme in Black history. Oh yeah, yeah, dumb trash. <laughs> it, 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 dude. Like I, I feel like I need to talk to Tanya and send her that gift. I feel like she would very much enjoy that gift. I think she would enjoy that as well. Um, so, uh, what's up, Tanya? Um, <laughs> so, we had Matt Hardy and Santana. Uh, Matt Hardy ended up getting the win, but uh, Santana was awesome the whole time during this match. And then it's like he lost to a fucking cradle, Matt Hardy, because apparently we can't beat Matt Hardy. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Why did that? Like, yeah, like Matt Hardy was moving around the ring like swole. Like, bad. I, I did not like the result of this match. Let me phrase that. He didn't look bad. He looked old. Like, he yeah. was in the right places, but he was getting there very, very slow and creakily. Yeah. Um. So, I you know, they, they jumped Matt Hardy after the match, and then Private Party came down for the save. Uh, tag match book between Private Party and Santana Ortiz. You can assume this was going to be like a six-man tag with Sammy, but that was scrapped. So Obviously, yeah. Um, then Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho came out for the main event uh, segment, and Jericho basically cut a promo on him and ripped him up pretty good. Um, he said, you know, why did Chicken cross the road three times? And then he compared Cassidy to the joke. He said it was a little bit funny and amusing at first, but stupid when you think about it. He talked about uh, calling Tony Khan, Kenny, and the Bucks, and Cody, and asking why we even signed this guy. And, you know, he... <laughs> You know, watched some of your stuff and understood that he got over by being different. Talked about the famous Brian Pillman line. You got to get over by doing something different that no one's ever done and you'll be over. Um, Jericho said, if you try any of that, that bullshit, kick the shins off his, he's going to knock his teeth down his throat. Uh, Jericho was dead serious here while wearing leather pants. And <laughs> I don't think about Jericho's leather pants no more. 
it just it it just comes. That's just the wear. That's just the yeah. wear. So. <laughs> Yep. So uh, he took his glasses off, and and uh, and Cassidy did the uh, the shin kicks to Jericho. Jericho was furious, of course. Uh, and then they got into a big brawl that went all around the arena, and Orange Cassidy beat the shit out of this man. And we got a nice visual at the end where somehow he was bleeding from the ear, and it bled yeah, all over his did- shirt. Yeah, they basically brawled towards the crane cam and they did like the air Rowan and Roman Reigns spot from last year where like the heel gets the grabs the crane cam and just bashes uh the baby face upside the head with it. Um so yeah, they uh so, so I don't know how, but like it ended up cutting open his, you know, side of his head, his ear, and um he just started bleeding out of his ear really badly or whatever else and um, it turned into a great visual, and like I saw it immediately, I was like, "Yep, that's a t-shirt." And then, sure enough, a couple days later, t-shirt PWTs yep. go get you one quick. Um, so yeah, that was that was dynamite. Um, I liked the show, but you know there was you know clearly setting up for next week. So that was a good go home show. But uh, so next week, uh, night one is uh, Jurassic Express versus MJF and Wardlow. Uh, I think that's gonna be you know pretty good. Um, of course, you know, MJF beat Jungle Boy last time. You're, you kind of wonder who, who takes a pin this time. I, I'm going to go ahead and go with MJF and Wardlow uh, getting a win here. Um, Yeah, I'll go with MJF and Wardlow. I, I don't see any reason to be MJF because they've, they've clearly been building him for this long for some point. Like that AEW title match or one of these belts he has to go up against pretty soon, you'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, we got Private Party and Santana and Ortiz. Kind of a cold match by itself, but um, I'm going to take Private Party for the upset here. Hmm. I, th- I think I, I think I'll go with Santana and Ortiz. All right. Then we got Sheeta and Penelope Four for the AEW Women's Title. So we got three title matches on night one. So um, this is an yeah, easy Sheeta title defense. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, because you know, uh, was it Monday? They had was it two title sh- uh, two title matches on uh, on Monday the other day, and that's how they got the rating up. It's like they got her hot shot. Yeah, right. Um, then we got um, yeah. I I would think this is an easy Sheeta title defense, but um, I think this match is more about seeing what Penelope before it has in a single situation, uh, in a spotlighted single situation than anything else. I hope that this match has been practiced like four times. <laughs> then we got Cody versus Jake Hager for the TNT title. I could not be less excited. I feel like there are things that Cody could do more important on this particular show uh, as far as uh, other contenders than, than Jake Hager. Um, I don't know what he's done to warn him getting a title shot. Um, I don't know what he's done from a ring in ring work standpoint to, to consider to to justify him, uh, you know, getting this shot right as of this moment. Like, can we he see him? Have, can, we ha- dark. can we see him do one good match before he gets a fucking title shot, please? A yeah. good match. Don't don't tell me oh Moxley and Hager in front of Empty Arena was a good match. No, it was not. It was it went through like five segments and only like two of those segments were good. They were very good, but like the rest of it was just there. That's a lot of just there for a long ass match. I don't expect yeah. that match to go this long, but like no, like I need Hager to like and, and don't give me the stadium stampede. That was a <laughs> don't give me that. That's your hey, that five shit. star match. <laughs> 
Oh, five star Hager, huh? No, six yeah. star Hager. It was yeah. six stars, wasn't it? Uh, I I think it was. Well, I gave it five stars, but I I think Meltzer gave it six stars. No, nah, I didn't. I didn't hear that. Okay. All right. Well, either way, he, did, like, he didn't rate the match, but oh, that's he, right. He, I'm th- what am I thinking he, of? What he I, talked oh, like it would have been five stars. No, I'm like, thinking of uh, I'm thinking of the tag match at um, Revolution. That's what I'm yeah. Thinking he got that one six stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. Um, but yeah, like I he better bring it. Like I keep giving him chance. They keep giving him chances, and he keeps not delivering to the to that level. Like eventually, he's going to either have to get the fuck on or or, or show some. Are you ready for Cody to do MMA? Next match. <laughs> then we got Hangman and Kenny. Uh, Hang Kenny, as I call them, and um, Hang Kenny. Yes. Um, again, so uh, best friends <laughs> for I the. I guess it's better than alternative. Call him Kenny Maine. Yeah, Kenny Maine. Wow. <laughs> uh, I think this should be awesome. This is going to be, you know. Should be, a, a, should be a very yeah. should be a great match should be a great match best friends should come in motivated because this might be the only shot and Kenny and Heyman have been rolling uh, throughout the year I think this will be their sixth title defense Kenny's been awesome in every big match and Hangman you gotta assume that he's had more time to get in condition so <laughs> uh, and if not Kenny just being there for two thirds of the match is fine right um, so that's night one I guess night two we will hold off until next week yeah but, you know, what we never hold off, James, you know, we always have to make sure that oh that's right. I, I keep it on me just in case <laughs> I need to, you know, freshen up, trim up. Uh, you heard Jeremy oh on keeping a strong style. You know, uh, he says, you know, something about, you know, the Minoru Suzuki squiggly lines. Me, I do not do the lines at all. You know, this is a, uh, you know, a fresh landscape. Uh, as I would say, be, for a man. So this is a manscaped, uh, you know, deal here. So, of course, you know, they. Th- if you don't know what I'm talking about by this point, I'm talking about the Lawnmower 3.0. Not the 1.0, not the 2.0, the 3.0. Um, James, are you what, saying what, they, what, are what you do you know saying, about the manscaped? Oh, are you saying that they turned the O2? Or is it, <laughs> never mind, I can't even get that one. I'm saying the O2, they don't make no sense. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, um, I actually got my box of Manscaped uh, recently, and I gave it a I gave it a try. Um, it works well. I I appreciate uh, being being you know as a big dude myself getting getting some of that stuff off of you helps cool off some of this stuff. Let's helps it breathe. <laughs> so I appreciate you, Manscaped. I appreciate you. So um, the the coolest thing, like I would say about Manscaped, that I like is you can do it either wet or dry. So like if <laughs> if, if you if you know you, you're doing the dry dry shave, you can do that. You can bring the shower with you. It, it won't like you know not work. It's USB charge, so it's like futuristic. Um, and the best thing about it is you guys get twenty percent off and free shipping. Like you can't beat that uh, with the code suplex at manscaped.com. Like that is uh you know, just one of the coolest things that we've ever had come across here. And uh just keep that in mind. Uh, if you guys want to pick that up, uh is the sponsor of this show. And it is you get twenty percent off with free shipping with the code suplex. That's S U P L E X. If you guys don't know how to spell suplex, uh, <laughs> at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with the free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code suplex. 
Yeah. Okay. So uh, from there, I guess we'll go to NXT. Um. So we ended up um. We ended up starting off with a match where uh, I forgot to mention this last week, but uh, backstage when Damian Priest was uh, coming with the Dodge Challenger, his car, quote, in quotation marks around it, um, in the background you had uh, Cameron Grimes looking mischievous at, oh, I see this guy with his car getting out of the parking lot, coming into the campus or coming into the building. After he won his match after Priest won his match against Killian Dane, where he fought from underneath a lot of fighting through a back injury. He shows up to see his Dodge Challenger with all of his all of his tires slashed, um, and he's he, he's pissed. He's cussing up a storm. Then all of a sudden, somebody drives by and it's Cameron Grimes saying, "Hey man, you want me to call you an Uber?" Indicating he's an asshole that slashes man's tires. I mean, it was either that or it could have been you know the local PD, but whatever. Um, so. This week, we start the show, and they're in the parking lot again, and it is showing uh, Priest on the floor, trapped between, uh, trapped by his car door as Cameron Grimes is pushing the door on his chest and his back. So we um, got another full cell parking lot attack. Yes, it is. It, yes, it is the thug section out there. <laughs> Rich, how many times you been to full cell? Uh, at least twice. Well, <laughs> did you go through there with a bulletproof vest on? <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I, look, I ain't going back no time soon. <laughs> like I was there in February, and I'm just like, my God, how Head bad has it sw- gotten since I've been there? Head on a swivel. <laughs> I guess so. So, um, from there, uh, Cameron Grimes comes to, into the ring, gets on the mic, and says, "Ref." Announce me the winner. Count this. Count this jackass out. He's done for. Priest fights off uh, personnel and and refs and says, "I want to fight this dude." He's taped up around his around his uh, his his uh, chest and his uh, torso. It's all taped up. Gets in the match. They end up then having a match. It's it's pretty good. It's nothing really called co- co- or called you know right down as a noteworthy match. It's pretty much just you know. Priest is trying to fight from underneath as uh, Grimes is just taking advantage of his back throughout the whole uh, time. He's trying to fight, but he keeps selling his back. Um, pretty good selling. And then eventually, uh, they end up outside in killing... I said killing, I'm sorry. Uh, Cameron Grimes ends up hitting the uh, the double stomp. And then he gets him in the ring and he ends up hitting another uh, double stomp again. He ends up getting the win, the cheap win, which is like... They clearly want to do something with Cameron Grimes, but can we please get him just one legitimate win over anybody worth a damn? Every he's time he Dakota beats Kai anybody, man. sorry, is he the Dakota Kai of men? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'd have to think about that, but he would be a, a high contender for that. But just like, can he beat somebody and have it not just be, oh, he's immediately going to have a rematch and it's going to be taken back from him? That's the case. It's like this is a weird way to justify somebody being on TV. Is it like, oh yeah, he always wins on the flukiest of circumstances? It's like I understand he's a heel, but it's like, damn, like can we give him some credibility? And him beating, picking up scraps and being a vulture is not necessarily the credibility that I think that somebody that's that good, you know, quite frankly, uh, 
um, should get. But then again, it's like, you know, look at the heels in that on the roster. Like, maybe he's so far down low that he has to be this, you know, miracle sneak a win type person. Maybe that is the case. But it's like, mm-hmm. I think some of these heels that he's in, that he is behind, um, don't have the kind of potential he does as far as like being a new act. Like, I don't, Johnny's been around for so long. Like, he's not clearly Johnny's a better wrestler, but it's like, that's not the point anymore. Like, he's been around for so long, it's like, it doesn't really matter. What is, uh, well, there's nothing else for Johnny to, to do unless he's going to start bringing it, start fighting like brand new tweeners and baby faces every rip. Like, unless he fights cross soon, like, there's, I don't know what's next for, for Johnny Gargano. For I example. mean, he, he can win the title as a heel. But that, would but, necess- like, but that would necessitate that Adam Cole leaves. <laughs> I don't know when any of these things are happening, Rich. <laughs> look, in NXT, they, they figure it out on Saturdays. Because that's, like when, that's when, you know, it all gets announced. Yeah, kind of. All right, so... <clears throat> after that, we end up getting uh, a backstage situation where... Um, actually, we're showing a video from earlier in the sh- from earlier in the day where they're trying to interview Rhea. Rhea is walking into the building, but in s- but then we get interrupted. Where Robert Stone says, "Look, you know, I, I'm this is some special shit that Robert Stone brand is like. I don't give people second chances, but I do have a golden <laughs> ticket, and this golden ticket entitles you to a second chance. I guess it's some Willy Wonka shit, but." I would I would like to know I would like to note that now that he's with Aaliyah's around, he his look is less haggard. It's like now that he is he hit rock bottom last week when, when Aaliyah grabbed him and he was drunk, now he's a little cleaner now. Like his hair is done. He looked less he looks a lot less musky this time. Like it's, it's I guess it's progression. So she says so she basically doesn't want to hear anything with shit. She picks him, carries him, drags his ass to a dumpster, throws him in the dumpster. Rich, we Man. are throwing people in the trash like at historical pace right now in, in NXT. Um, I mean, last week, Big Swole just threw uh, uh, Britt Baker in the trash. So lots of trash, uh, you know, getting involved th- here. Yes. Wednesday wrestling is go up to watch your trash throwing. Like people yeah. get thrown in the trash left and right. Um, White folks getting thrown in trash. <laughs> My God. Who's booking this? <laughs> so I just, I just want to stop stop there and, and think about um you know Rhea Ripley now um this clearly isn't like you know this isn't I don't think this is meant to be taken to some serious angle but no it's why the fuck shit. look look we shouldn't even be here James I like, agree she should be in the main roster. <laughs> Like, look, you remember how hot she was when she was like, I'll drop you. Like, and and like she was doing all this shit in the lead up to war games. She felt fresh. She felt new. And you want to talk about somebody that's been buried under the earth. It's her. Like, I don't know about Charlotte King. Jets have definitely been cool. Buried. Buried. Like, when, when you talk, like, talk about doing angles with Robert Stone and Aaliyah and then going over strong where you have the ring filling up for you like your sting knocking off Hogan in the NWO the evil the longtime evil champion and then getting fed to the Charlotte Wood Chipper and then getting beat by Io Shirai so Charlotte can't do a job and you're doing the jobs over and over again to he- being here with Aaliyah who will never leave NXT 
if that's not bearing, I don't know what it is. You know what this feels like? I thought Triple H said he was going to make her hotter. Uh, I thought Triple H said that uh, the Rhea Ripley we have now is better than the one we had a couple months ago. This I, is okay, Rich. This is where I'm getting it, or I'm getting it. I believe that they have her in the same way that it was with um, Shayna from December until the Royal Rumble, where it's just like she's not there she's supposed she's going to the main roster we just can't put we just haven't put her up there yet i it, it feels like they're clearly going to go to like SummerSlam Rhea versus Charlotte at SummerSlam and Charlotte's out right now Rhea has nowhere to be right now if Charlotte's not on TV so let's leave her on NXT for now like she's basically sitting for two she basically have her parked for two months until Charlotte comes back from whatever surgery she's having and they're gonna have a match at SummerSlam that's how that's kind of seems like where they're headed I'm not saying that this is good because it's completely killing her uh from December to now but that's where it seems like they're headed because I don't know where where the fuck else that they could be headed like I don't know how what you're gonna get another match with EO and EO beats her that'll help we don't know what to do with baby faces here <laughs> Like, so, and, like, and I remember the whole time it was as it was happening, people were excusing this, like that this was this thing that I'm like, yo, she was already over. You didn't have to fuck with it, right? Like, y'all chose this path, and it wasn't even a, it, none of it was actually about her. And it, it, like, you look at it now, like uh, it's it's absolutely fair to say right now that none of this was actually about her, unless they actually do this thing where like she gets her win back at SummerSlam. This was this whole situation Even was about then. we needed the whole thing was like we need a match for Charlotte Flair so we can't have her fight Charlotte uh, Sasha or um, Oscar or anybody else so we got to find somebody fresh because you fought on everybody else and beat them all so let's pull up somebody before they even got a chance to get over on the main roster and then hopefully we can re, re you know rehab them over the years over the weeks and months to come after they eventually get to the main roster. Boy, it would have been a lot more valuable if she just went over Charlotte at WrestleMania. Would have, would have just like saved the world had, had she done that. Can't but. do that because she was pro- remember she was promised things at WrestleMania 35 that she didn't get, or 35 <laughs> that she didn't get. So we had to make up some of this at WrestleMania 36. Apparently, man, man, you know what Wait, that means. So- it, Somebody it gotta be, teach Rhea Ripley the the elite level working. You so, know someone it, has to teach that. <laughs> I'm not putting her over. You know, you know what this must mean? Like, maybe, just maybe when you talk about how like Vince is so dead set on doing Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania again, like maybe that was promised to Sheamus. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's been do- trying to do this shit since like 2000 against it for like 2014. It's like we gonna get back to it eventually. I promise you, bro. I promise you, Sheamus. Bro, he he <laughs> broke up an entire tournament bracket just to do that match again. I refuse to watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I, I did not I watch it, and I just not. prayed for Daniel Bryan's safety. Luckily, oh, he's still wrestling. Luckily, he's still <sighs> upright and mobile. Lucky, luckily, he hasn't been sent home. Have you seen? Dan- did you see the main, or the uh, the final to that tournament? No. Oh my god, it was great! It was great. Like that, that's probably the match of the year in the main roster, probably. Yeah, um, yeah. So, what was I going to say? Oh, um, back to NXT. So, Rhea grabs Stone, throws him in the trash. Aaliyah defends Robert Stone, who's in the trash, to Rhea. She flashes, loses her damn mind, and slaps Rhea. After she slaps her, her face comes over like, 
oh my god, what have I done? I'm going to fucking die. I just slapped Rhea Ripley. Rhea, Rhea grabs her face, smiles, and says, I'll see you in the ring. <laughs> like, she wasn't mad. She was like, look at you. You got some balls on you. I'm finna beat the brakes off you. <laughs> <laughs> so, then they go to part two of Thatch as Thatch Can Wrestling Rich. I'm starting, this starting to become one of my favorite, like, weekly gimmicks. This week, he taught us the single leg Boston Crab. Rich, do you know why the single leg Boston Crab is actually disgusting as a move? Because it fucks you up your knee and your groin. He Yes. In, in layman's simple wrestling terms, he explained this. But, as the inside show, he explained that if you grab with the single leg... And just like, you know, in UFC, when people throw elbows or throw forearms or whatever else, like, uh, there is a, a a part of your bone that extends on your forearm. Uh, mm-hmm. that, like, if you leave it open, it, it feels almost like you feel the hard part of your bone, and that's what really hurts people when you get hit, struck with forearms or elbows, right? Yeah. He explained that once you wrap the single leg under, when you get up on there, uh, when you wrap it around the Achilles, there is a blade that extends on the upper part of the forearm. Right, and you know the bone that extends through the, your skin, or you can feel through your skin. You squeeze hard and you apply pressure on the Achilles, and you you know, leverage it, and it hurts even more. This man is too heart rich. I love this. Every single week he comes out and says like, "How dangerous these submission holds are." It's basically like the Taz shit, except like he's in the ring sh- beating up these trainee geeks that are out here trying not to catch COVID. It's the best. He's out here torturing people. Like, look, if COVID don't get you, Thatcher will. I love this. I love this. He told those geeks like, "What a life." He's like, "Look, um, good work this week, uh, but you know, the fun starts next week." I just love it. I can't wait to see what he does next week. I can't wait. Um, oh, actually, I know what he's doing next week. Next week, he has a match against Oni Lorcan. That match is going to be good. That match is going to be so good. It's a tough white man match, Rich. <laughs> a tough white man match. They finna beat the shit out of each other and put some missions on each other. We're going to see who's tougher. We're going to see who's tough. So... So the tough white man match. Who? So he. he so what do you who, think? Who else, is, what who else he, is in this tough white man division? Well, he just sent. Well, he just sent Riddle out, out of uh, the NXT tough white man division, didn't he? Yeah, Riddle's gone. Like he's yes. like. He sent the no number one dude out. He took a UFC fighter out, Rich, in a cage match. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! So you got okay. Obviously, you know either one of only of a uh, of a uh, Lorcan or Birch are tough white men, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got Thatcher naturally. Okay, um, how do we handle this? Foreign speaking whites. Do we want to throw those in there? Because we sure. Put- Walter obviously. <laughs> uh, okay. Is Dijak tough or just big? He's just big. He's just big. Okay, he's spectacular. He's he's spectacular, white man. There ain't too many of them. Um, so <laughs> Pete Dunn. Uh, oh yes, oh yes, he's definitely like like technical. Look, anybody. It, basically, what this pumps down to it: if you are somebody that you believe will be in a blood sport one of these days, you are a you are a tough white man. Like yeah, so tough for white example, man division. John Moxley, tough white man. The, Josh yeah. Barnett, tough white man. Yeah, shout out to the tough white men listening to this show. Yes. You know, y'all don't power through. Yes. Being yelled at every week. <laughs> <laughs> Al 
Allison K, tough white woman. Correct. Um. Okay, so uh, move on from this. <laughs> if there are any other tough, tough white men or women, I will name them throughout the show. That oh, just thank come, you, come, thank come you, come to my mind. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, okay, so then we end up getting that match between uh, Santos Escobar and Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas is they replayed what happened uh, last week. I didn't mention this, but. Escobar cut a promo talking about how he he's leaving behind his legacy uh, because he wants to be more than just a luchador, more or less. And the outcomes, Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick says, you know, they always said I had more more heart and brains. He f- tries to fight them three on one. They all fight towards the um, equipment. Uh, Escobar gets him up and gives him the uh, Phantom Driver off of, off of a stage through a table. The only part of the table that Drake Maverick landed on was his head. So, like, his body and his back and his ass and his feet all landed on the concrete. It looked just disgusting. Like, he earned that, quote-unquote, ambulance stretcher job, that kayfabe one that they did, because that may have been a shoot for all we know. Um, do you know what the Phantom Driver is, his finish? No. It's basically like, I put you in the fireman's carry, and instead of me giving you an AA, I give you a Michinoku Driver. Okay, like on your, it's kind of like the awful waffle then, like the Chuck Chucky e. T move. Except like. it's a Mitchell Norgo driver instead of a power driver. Power yes. driver, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so Escobar <clears throat> has the match with Atlas. Um, as At- as uh last week when Drake was getting hot, sent off into put into the ambulance, Atlas is looking at him, looking distraught because you know. A lot. They had a bond based off of you know them both in the same block, and they were kind of rooting. And that was rooting for him not to lose his job and that whole thing. So they had the match, um, and <laughs> they didn't give they didn't give Atlas any uh, any type of protection. Uh, Santos Escobar just beat him clean. Um, match was pretty good. Uh, I'm still trying to get used to like finding. I'm still trying to come to to the. Uh, some type of like uh I guess I'm still in the illusion that like Phantasma is gonna be more than just a good wrestler as opposed like the spectacular stuff like not either like those days are over or that's not his game. Right? So um he's gonna he he seems like the kind of guy that's gonna be like Luchador Adam Cole, like from two thousand before two thousand nineteen, where it's like mm. he's there to enhance the other people he's wrestling. He's not there to like be like spectacular in his own right, so we'll see as a cruiserweight champion how that works out for him. But yeah, like, um, we'll see. So, so hopefully it's working. Uh, go ahead and get his shot at this man since yes. he holds victory. Yes, I think that's a perfect time to talk about. Uh, Swerve uh, got a big win over Tony Nice. I watched two hundred five live. So uh, be, be, okay, so that means I did that. Never. Okay, so, like, right. <laughs> I haven't done that. You haven't done that in years. So that would mean that, um, after you know, remember like. He had a chance to win that B group, that B block, but he lost because Nice cost him because he had the tiebreaker over Phantasma. So Nice cost him against a guy that's been fired for being a rapist. Uh, and then they had a match the next week where Swerve beat Nice. So then, so then Swerve was on was on two five live, and you said he beat him again, right? Swerve beat him again. Feud over with. No fifty fifty. Yeah, they um they went about they gave him like a main event time like I think the show's like twenty six minutes long the match is like twenty four minutes so uh, they let him really go 
I need to check that out. I really like um, Swerve, obviously. Um, I like I like their first match. This was you know it was a twenty some minutes to have a you know killer match. Um, so you know we talked about this like Atlas was somebody that that could have got smoke. He just got that handled. Maverick is in clearly in the hospital still. <laughs> um, Kushida could be has to be around the corner. And so and so, same thing for Swerve. Because Swerve's owed a title match. He beat the champion in in group you know in block matches. Uh, so so yeah like. We'll see where this leads, but you know, ultimately, it's going to lead through those three guys, and especially, he's going to have to go through Drake Maverick again. I'd like to see. I mean, if Swerve doesn't, I'd like to see him get in the North American division. I would like to see Swerve on my TV almost every week. So, yeah. Okay, then from there, we end up getting another undisputed skit. Um, Basically. They do the same shit they did last week with Roddy is in therapy with a fake doctor that is Kyle O'Reilly. This time he says, "You know what? I've been I've been thinking about this and I've, I've worked through some of my uh, my fear issues or whatever else. So uh, I'm good going into the trunk." So then this week he turns around and actually looks at his head his shrink this week and he's like, "Kyle, what are you doing here?" And so instead of being like, "Wait, y'all gaslit me for the last two weeks, you assholes! I thought you were my friends." He's like. Oh, okay, the band's back together. Woo, 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 woo. You know, they dumbass jocks. So, this week... They got to go, bro. Yeah. This week, Roddy gets in the, gets uh, gets outside. They open the trunk. He gets in the trunk. Adam Cole did something I thought was hilarious. He's like, okay, I'm going to close the trunk on three. One, two, close the trunk. Because... <laughs> Adam Cole's an asshole. So, open the trunk, lets him out. I thought the whole time it was going to be like... Oh shit! The driver, the, the driver, of the limo this time is actually uh, Loomis. It wasn't. So they let him out. They said, "All right, well, you know, you're so good that we're going to give you, a, we're going to have you have a match with Loomis again this week." Um, he looks shook, but he's like playing like he's tough for his friends. Um, and then they cut away from that. Roger Strong, tough white man. Um. Yes. Yes. Like he's a tr- he's a wrestler's wrestler's wrestler, but when he wrestles like. The, the the other tough white men he rolls on the floor with him too and, and also uh grapples so yes i i will induct him into the into the like it, this is almost like the the, the pete dunn corollary like they're not really blessed for work guys but like they'll get on there and roll with you like daniel bryant tough white man as well yeah uh yeah then we get malcolm bimmons and andrew sure uh they're pointing out that <laughs> not tough white men uh Yes, not white. So, <laughs> so then, Bivens points out that uh, they came down last week during the NXT tag match just to take a look. We weren't doing anything. We didn't touch anybody. And then these two thugs named Birch and Lorcan came out and attacked us. Rich, you understand how hard I laughed when he when Malcolm Bivens called two white men thugs. That's amazing. <laughs> on Vince Mass Television. I don't know how that slipped through. <laughs> But down is uh, up, you know, you know, you know, NASCAR is playing lift every voice and sing. So, you know, everything's backwards right now. I guess so. By the way, that's a fucking noose. Anyway. Yes, yes it is. Uh, so if y'all want to, if y'all have any questions about who the tough white men are, so you can do hashtag TWM just to keep it kind of 
um, exclusive to the show, so you guys don't have to tweet the whole word out. Do hashtag TWM, and you can, uh, you know, ask Mir James whether you know the wrestler you nominate is among the tough white men. We will tell you. Yes, yes. Like it will be, to- it, will, it will be totally arbitrary, but it will be fun. Yes. All right. So uh, then from there, we end up getting this great hype package for the triple threat match later in the show. It was almost like one of those high packages they do for a takeover main event. And it all made, they made it make sense. So, I mean, not that this didn't make sense, but like, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, uh, it didn't, they didn't make it seem like they got to this conclusion. Like in the last, like a week ago, like it seemed like this was something that was building for a couple or like, I'm probably since, uh, the takeover in June, which is like, that's not really what they did. Like it was really just Gargano and Lee and like a tease that Lee wanted a match with Cole over a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, like Johnny comes back into the picture and like Finn Balor, like has comes to, 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 uh, Lee about it and whatever. So, but it, it, it was nice. Um, then we end up getting Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Casey Canzaro and Kane Carter. Um, those two, Caden and and uh, Casey, I'm a, just like I said last week, it's like these two, if they were in, the, in a different division, wouldn't be just prelim people in that division. They'd be higher, and there'd be people that would be getting you know, more dates. And if this were like four years ago's NXT, they would get better because they would be people they were relying on as opposed to like relying on Io Shirai and like Nixon, Neville, and, uh, and Evie as dead ringers. They will never prosper, Casey and uh, Caden Carter here, because a they're cute, lovable baby faces, right? And what does and what does NSC do with those? They end up turning them all heel. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And like this day, like they're never going all the way with either one of them. No, I don't think so. Unless you get to a point to where like they're around. I think. <sighs> The only chance they have is if they call up a bunch of the women like EO, Rhea, um, Tegan. So basically, we're talking about turning the whole NXT over. Like, they, like, 2022 NXT would, it would be like when they were finally getting their shot. Yikes. And it's like, we've seen. At the wrestling school. Like, right. And we've seen, think about it, we've seen them in, um, on, on these house shows. They rip it up as a tag team. Like Casey's very, and we've seen Casey with enough, you know, uh, veteran or talented women in like the Mayon Classic or NXT, whether it's been with um, Mercedes Martinez or Candice or Rhea Ripley, to know that like she clearly has something. It's just, you know. Speaking of Mercedes Martinez, ain't she coming back? Yes, soon? they did another vignette and say that she's coming soon again. So they're they're hyping up her return, which you know is cool. Um, I don't know. Like, I think she needs to be immediately brought in as like, at the least, uh, some type of gatekeeper. Um, like upper upper mid card, like somebody that's like you know in that mix with like Mia and and Candice, maybe even above them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, back to that tag match with uh, Candice and not Candice, but uh, Casey and and Caden versus uh, Raquel and, and Dakota. Um, most of the match is just. Match starts off with Candice and Raquel, and it's pretty much like a le- a slightly lesser version of like Casey and Rhea from the Man Classic, where it's like she's big, she has no chance, but like she's so spectacular and is like very uh she's faster. It's just 
cat and mouse and she's out she's basically just jeering it up to and just destroying this tom um then both tag uh both tag partners switch um and it's mostly then from that point you just get dakota feeding and working with the younger the other baby faces until eventually Rhea's had enough of it or not Rhea Raquel's had enough of this shit um Raquel catches <laughs> catches her out the sky Casey uh, catches her out the sky grabs with one arm has her in like a one arm power bomb position saw that Kate oh my god Caden tried to stop her she gets big booted to the ground and she basically like power bomb slash choke slams her to hell and then tags in Dakota to, to get her little to get her win so she comes in slinks in and puts on her submission on a dead body and gets the win uh, after the match Dakota looks at the camera and says I'm gunning for you Eo, and I'm just like <laughs> a part of me I had to laugh at that she's like you know easy first title defense like written all over her yeah yeah um we'll get to that in a second but but yeah uh could be could very well be that then we get what was probably probably my favorite match of the week but on the wednesday shows carrying cross versus bronson reed I'm not even going to try to describe what happened in this match. It was just, it was, it was, it was Big E's professional wrestling. Two big men slapping meat, throwing each other around. They did not want water. They did not want bread. All they wanted was meat. <laughs> to quote Booker T. They threw each other around on their heads and necks. They no-sold. They roared. They ran into each other. It, it was excellent. It was fun. This was like a five to six five to eight minute match of just of just big dudes being the shit out of each other it was fun um at the end carrying one with uh his his saito suplex and then slaps on his uh his choke finish for the win this match gave me more hope in uh in carrying cross than i had when he beat the shit out of tomaso champa that like which is like really saying something uh so then we end again uh re ripley versus Aaliyah. Rhea's whooping her ass. She doesn't. She, I, don't, I think she doesn't even leave her feet at any point in this match. But she just beats the hell out of Aaliyah. Uh, Robert Stone keeps trying to do interference, and it keeps getting thwarted. There's one spot where uh, she has her in that the uh, the like the inverted standing uh, Texas Cloverleaf thing, and Cloverleaf. And then all of a sudden, Robert Stone gets up on the apron, takes off his shoe, and throws it at Rhea. No DQ. He go he she drags him into the ring, takes off his shirt, or takes off his jacket, rips it off of him. Uh, Aaliyah, I think she goes for a schoolboy. She don't even go to the ground on the schoolboy. She just grabs her and then slaps on the move and gets the, and gets the, fin- the finish. Um. So then we get yeah. Then we get Loomis and uh. Sorry. I said inspiring. Yeah. So then we get Loomis versus Roger Strong. Um. Roderick gets in the ring, gets out the ring, gets in the ring, gets out the ring. A full Jay White oh. Naito special, and then at the end he runs away because he's scared. I was gonna say Jay White's professional wrestling, so yeah. yeah. Jay White, not a tough white man. No. So then we go. So then. 
<laughs> he's tough in that he professionally wrestles, but he's not tough as far as like that's his like persona. That's division. his brand. Like, no, yeah, no. like nah, like you ain't putting you ain't like he's not look. He's not going to be the face of the tough white man brand. <laughs> he just can't. Right. Right. Yeah. So they go back to show Aaliyah and Stone talking to uh, uh, talking to Regal. Uh, they want a rematch for Aaliyah. Regal says, how about this? Handicap match. Y'all two versus Rhea. At first, he don't want it. And Robert Stone says, you know what? If we win... Rhea has a sign on with the Robert Stone brand. Regal says, I can't agree to that. Like, I, don't, I haven't talked to Rhea. Rhea walks up behind uh, Stone, slaps him on his, uh, puts his hand on his shoulder and says, no, nah, I'm good with those terms. See you next week. And then walks away. She finna beat, <laughs> she finna beat Robert Stone ass. So, uh, then we end up getting the announcement. Miriam versus Candice LeRae versus... Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox in a number one contenders match for NXT women's title. That'll be next week's show. Um, and actually it's been updated. That is now an elimination match. So that's going to be great. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. Then we get the main event. NXT triple threat, North American title match, Keith Lee, the champion versus Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano matches pretty much. Keith Lee is big and overwhelming, and these two don't have a chance unless they team together to try to take the big monster off of his uh, off off his feet. They team up, and then they start wrestling. Then Keith Lee gets back up, and then he beats it. Then proceeds to beat the shit out of both of them. Um, <clears throat> this match had some um, callbacks to different moments that they all three have had with each other. Uh, they teased at one point that. Finn Balor was going to give him a brain buster on the give Johnny a brain buster on the floor, but Keith Lee pounced them uh, mid move and they both went sent flying. Uh, and then the finish of the match was a play on the triple threat match. But last year, the end of last year between Keith Lee and I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, Keith Lee, Dijak, and Finn Balor, where. Keith Lee has the match one until Finn Balor comes off the off the top rope to break up the pin with a coup de gras and steals the pin. Keith Lee has Johnny beat with the BBC. Yes, that's exactly what acronym for that is. And then Balor goes to uh, hit his move, but this time around, Keith Lee has his back has him is pinned with his face up. He jumps off. He moves out the way. Finn Balor stomps Gargano. Picks up Finn Balor and hits him with with the finish, and then he pins Finn Balor. So he, I'm shocked. Finn Balor did a job. <laughs> yes, he does jobs. Uh, I think this is, I think this is the first clean job he's done. 100 percent clean. Like he had the one loss to in the NXT. I'm sorry, the uh, NXT title match against uh, Adam Cole, where Gargano came returned from getting you know his brain busted literally. So I think this is his first true 100 percent clean job. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I was a really good match. I would probably give it just three and a half. Uh, but you know, this week I wasn't really into either show that much. So there's that. Um, so I might be tripping on like this match. I might be tripping on the, uh, the FTR tag match. I, those are matches I have to rewatch and reevaluate. But at first while watching both of them, I was like, I expected more from both of these, but mm. you know, it might just been like, I've been watching a shit ton of 
New Japan. So, <laughs> so you know, it, 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 look, sorry Tony, sorry Tony Khan, sorry Triple H. You watch, you watching, you go watch Shingo in 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 show, and then go watch this, and you tell me these are like these are the same uh, level of quality. Sorry, not happening, not possible, not real. Uh, so yeah, um, next week's show, Loomis versus Roddy in a strap match because then, you know, the poetry of the storytelling is now Roddy can't go anywhere. Uh, triple, or, or, or sorry, a Fatal 4A match, number one contendership match, Tegan and uh, Dakota and Mia and Candice elimination match. Uh, I don't know when they, they get their title shot, but that's situation. You get Sasha versus uh, EO non-title match. Uh, and trying to think what else is on the card oh timothy thatcher yeah so lots to look forward to on wednesday wrestling next week yep yep um what was the so we got cole versus lee set um and i guess i Me wanted too. to apologize because that eo shirai breaking up <laughs> actually led to something yeah, I'm. I'm still confident that it was a give NXT something, but they actually booked something in the outside of it. Sasha Banks versus Io Shirai. Um, so like when Sasha and it's a non by proxy like completely outdo Charlotte. What's the excuse going to be? Ooh, uh, like ratings wise and everything else. What's the excuse going to be? Mm, mm. I don't know if they'll have an excuse as much as it's just like everyone we'll turn knows, their heads. Everyone yeah. knows this. Like we've known this since 2016 for fuck's sake. Like Sasha's Sasha has always been a bigger draw when they were pushed on similar levels to Charlotte. She's always been a bigger draw than Charlotte. Always. We've known this, man. It's been almost half a decade. Sasha versus EO, that's tempting. And and I'll be watching the the yellow raw. Look, like you, I don't, I don't look, be. you say that's tempting. Bailey's gonna be there. You know it's gonna happen. Oh, okay, yeah. That that finish can be nothing but terrible. Look, it, even even be beyond that, Sh- Sasha is the contender for Oscar's Raw title. She's not gonna be. She's not gonna just be being clean and sent off. It's not gonna happen. So whatever your expectations are for this match, when they should be sky high because these are two of the best wrestlers they in the world. They hot shot at it in one week. Imagine if they built to it. Imagine if they cared about it. Like That's the major problem. But, here, well, but. the real main, major problem is like, one, you know you're never going to get the Sasha and EO match that you want on the main the roster. Real. It's never going to happen, right? Like We're just now getting to a pay-per-view Asuka and Sasha match in 2020. Right. So, like, so for you to hold out hope that, like, yeah, they're going to do EO and, and Sasha right in the, it, you know, on the main roster, never going to happen, my, my guy. Like, that's a, that's the a reason why I feel like it's kind of the reason why, like, we made that one of our matches on the uh, on the 1H radio, or not 1H, the Social Suplex draft this year was, like, we drafted those two, we put them in a match together because, like, you, you're probably never going to see it the way you want to see it in WWE. Uh, but another thing is like you're doing it now, and this is clearly just to play defense against Fighter Fest. So and like politically, they're not going to beat Sasha clean. So you know it's going to happen. There's going to be some version of a fuck finish, either double count out or Bailey's going to interfere. Inspiring, right? 
So, as I said, don't get your hopes up. Like, I'm sure it'll be fun as it happens, and it'll be just like the Sasha, Sasha I'm not so the EO and Charlotte match. Where like they're having a they're having a good ass match, and all, and it and it's headed towards you know, it's headed towards the four star territory, and then all of a sudden, Charlotte pulls out a fucking kendo stick. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that's Wednesday, or that's, that's next Wednesday shows, and let's see what else we have. So, let me, let me try to predict the finish. So, like, how about EO has Sasha dead to rights with the moonsault, and then Bailey rolls in to sacrifice herself for the moonsault and pull her out of the way, and then they just, like, stomp the shit out of her. I think you're on to something. However, I'm going to see your pull Sasha out the way and me, and, and see you with... I'm sorry, and, and, and match that with she gets up on the apron and shoves her off. Mm, and then okay. they stomp her out. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Alright. Uh, New Japan Cup update. Do I have the update or do you have the update? Because I thought you have the update because I laughed it on me. I just so want to talk about how great she going in show was. Yeah, go, go have at it. Oh my god. This okay. I caught it in passing. I had it up while I was working, so live, I didn't, I didn't live, zoom in, focus on it. But they were hitting gotcha. each other pretty hard. Live matches in the empty arena area, or, or era, not or, not area. The era of this. That is the best regular rule singles match easily. They beat the shit out of each other. It played off of their um, best Super Juniors match from last year. It had the ending where Show finally puts him away. He like he was dead to rights, and then until he hits one move and it changes everything. He hits a straight jacket power driver, and it just change, it changes everything. Like the the you know uh, uh, more rocky more rocky stuff. The Russian is cut at that point. Uh, he, he stammered, staggered, hits him with another one, hits his move, and then wins. It's just just great wrestling. Um, I, I have this in higher regard than last week's uh, um, Suzuki and Nagata and Ishii and Desperado. I like Shingo's just the fucking <laughs> like he's one of those dudes where it's like any at any given moment you can say this person's the best wrestler in the world and like I don't want to and I I have no arguments with you like you say Ishii's the best wrestler in the world I hear you Omega's the best wrestler in the world I hear you Tanahashi's the best wrestler in the world I hear you. Pac's the best wrestler in the world. I hear you. Like, and and in that moment right there, he was the best wrestler in the world. Like that, <laughs> him and Show. Like, I know you're a yo guy, but like Show and him just have such great chemistry, such great chemistry. It doesn't you like. I don't know if, I don't know if they'll ever see Show in this way to where he, they would give him a win over over Shingo. I just don't. At least not yet. But. I think I think show is going to be the one that they push whenever they eventually go with this you know full on single thing instead of the Rukmungi 3K like that maybe they'll be great career rivals whatever else they probably will be but like I think the one that they're really going to you know get behind initially at first is going to be show yeah yeah that that's clear yeah um some other uh, results I I totally should have seen Tanahashi losing Tai Chi but do you uh, watch that match? I I caught some of it in passing. It was a lot of Taichi cheating and kicking yes. the shit out of Tanahashi, yes. quite frankly. Tanahashi went into his bag and pulled out all of the selling. Like, the match starts where he's on the top rope, you know, doing his pose, and then he comes, and then 
Tai Chi, this asshole, comes from behind and power bombs him off the middle rope. And he's also like, beating the fuck out of Tanahashi with chairs with the referee looking straight at him. Yeah, yes, that's that too. All, yeah. Uh I think was that that was before the bell rang, right? Or no? No, this is during the, the match. match. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But before the match started, Tanahashi sold this power bomb as if he had just got like as if he got fucking destroyed. Like he sold it so bad, like you're wondering, like, did he bump his head on the you know, during the you know, during the power bomb? Like, is this match is over? Gets up, they continue fighting. He's been and he's just fighting for me for the whole time, just fighting, 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 fighting for underneath getting his ass up, selling for Tai Chi, selling for Tai Chi, end up outside the ring. Uh chair shots as you mentioned, the ref and credit I think it was red shoes. Credit to red shoes as usual. Asshole is cheating. No fuck you. I'm not counting this three count. I love that. I like that's my that's my favorite thing is like look, if you people are gonna you do DQs or whatever else and you're not gonna take the ref, at least get it over by saying the ref is like letting stuff play, but he's not gonna like and I need a decisive winner. I'm not gonna let any cheating decide, be dictated into the winner of this. I always love red shoes matches like that. So match continues. He goes for a Saito suplex. Uh, Taichi goes to give Tanashi a Saito suplex. That shit looked like it hurt. Before we get to... Okay. The first one. it look, He sold it like it was death, right? Yeah. He goes for a second one later in the match. Tanahashi turns it into a fucking sling blade. And I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so good? <laughs> so, then... He hits him with a he hits him with another side till later in the match and that he just fucking devastated because he sold the last one that bad so you just like oh god like he really you know and then he got it the second one and then he gets with third one he's like oh god again and then Taichi gets a second power bomb and it's like he's because you know how bad the first one was how bad he sold he's just like oh god he's dead and then you know he hits the black Mephisto and wins and it's like Tanahashi put that dude over as well as he could. Uh, while making it believable that like Taichi could beat Tanahashi, he's got to jump on him. And Tanahashi fought and fought and fought, and he sold his dude's offense. It's devastating, and you know here we are with Taichi. Like he's not gonna be my favorite wrestler ever, but like he's a dude that like you can see why they put him in these spots. Uh, what else we got? Um, some we had a long Okada and Nagata match. I haven't seen that match yet. I have um, not either. I heard, uh, I heard it was good, but not great. Yeah, I heard Yoshihashi pulled something out of Tenzon, which is what? Like amazing. Yes. Um, and I heard it was like the best match of the day uh, in that region. Um, you, if you want like thorough breakdowns on this, definitely check out Keeping the Strong Style. Yeah. They've been all over it. Uh, Joe Lanza also. Yeah, we heard it in you know, uh, Big Mike's Audio Nightmare 2 on FRW. Yeah, man. You know, I, we are here to cherry pick the, the sweet fruit. We are not. We are not here to watch Hanma and shit. Nah, Hiromu uh, Hanma was great. Uh, y'all, y'all, like I hate it. I, okay, I didn't hate the match, but I was like, it's okay. It's not terrible, but it's like you watch all the time. It's like should Hanma still be wrestling? Every time I ever watch Hanma, I'm like that. But like this isn't like this match didn't make me think any different of that or from that. Abushi and Saber kind of just happened. Um, yeah, disappointing match. They've had better matches. Um, what else did they have that was pretty interesting? Ishii moves along another big brawl, Makabe. Uh, How was that? I didn't see it. It was all right. I, I caught some of it. Uh, like I had it on the, in the background while I was working. Um, 
but going forward, it looks like we're headed towards like a Okada and Taiji Ishimori match, which should be pretty interesting. <laughs> That's gonna be good. Um, there's a uh, like. Ishii and Hiromu were probably staring each other down. I, I hear Okada, I, excuse me, I hear Hiromu and Yano was an incredible comedy match. I haven't seen it yet, but I just keep seeing it get talked about over and over on my timeline. Um, I'm glad my timeline's not your timeline. <laughs> and it looks like uh, some people were projecting a Sonata and Okada final. I'm like, I don't want to watch that again. Well, that'd be part five, right? In last year? Yeah, I'm, I'm all the way good. And you know they're going to go 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I, I love their matches, but uh, I would say that that's a little bit too much. And also, it's like Sonata, Sonata has to win in that situation. And, like, yeah. I almost feel like if you beat Okada, like, you know, granted the G1 last year, but, like, if you beat Okada, like, I, I, let me phrase this. For Sonata at this point... The next time he beats Okada, it needs to be for some type of belt, not to get a title shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we need to start, like, you know, we're going to have really do this. Like, you know, I've been big on this even since they met last year. It's like, this needs to be the year where they, like, look out for, like, get Sonata to, like, that white belt, you know, level. And, you know. It looks like people are trying to project him to the IWGP level. I think that's a little too much. I think that's too much too soon. Not to say that he's young, but it's like. They have they haven't tracked him to be an IWGP champion in my from what I can tell from what I've seen. Do you feel that they have? They have, but okay. I don't know if it's necessarily. Um, it's not the most exciting thing in the world because like they still have the group dynamic of like Lij still being together. So yeah, and it's they not, still have him lose the fucking um, evil and shit. Yeah, like they um, because you know before this whole thing went down. People were pointing at a Jay White and Sonata final, which would have been like I watched the match that they had with each other just recently. No, it, it, it was perfectly inoffensive, but it was like fourth from the top, which I was like, if this was second from the top, I'd be fucking furious. Like, so <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, I think all the other stories are like much more exciting. If Ishii goes through and wins, if Hiromo goes through and wins, if Okada goes through and wins, but you don't do Okada and Naito now. Right. Um, right. Like, and that's another thing when it's like, you almost feel like whatever their plan actually was for the new Japan cup. Like it's clearly, they're clearly going to say whatever that idea was for something where they can actually draw a big gate as opposed to some shit. They know they can sell out throwing anything out there. So like, I wouldn't be surprised or, if they. I wouldn't be surprised if they had Tai Chi win this shit. I was just gonna bring Tai Chi up, so like, like, like they, give, they let him beat Tanahashi. So yeah. like have him. He has a history of feuding with Naito in the past and always been like a thorn in his side. Uh, if you're doing a third full uh, Osaka Joe Hall, I mean, th- er, I don't know. This shit. Look, uh, this shit gotta last. We gotta say these marquee matchups. Finna, yeah, I'm definitely gonna blow Naito versus Okada. Or, or Naito versus Hiromu on some shit that I know can like get like you know thirty thousand or twenty some out twenty plus thousand people to a building and blow that on the match in cut of a third of capacity. Fuck no, I wouldn't do that either. Yeah, so these are all things you gotta kind of think about. But um, so we'll, we'll we'll keep checking in on it. Uh, I'm probably gonna try to watch some of those matches I haven't seen all the way through yet. But because yeah. I, I want to check out Okada and Nagata. Where's the the next show is in a few hours, right? Should be, I yeah, think. Not so. a few hours, like five, six hours, but yeah. Actually, okay. I don't think it, it, I don't think they're back till like July, like the first, if I'm not mistaken. 
Okay, so actually, okay, for some reason I thought it was going to be Monday again, but all right, okay. Um, this week, there's, I don't really have that much time. I don't know if I need to, you to, to tell you to hit the music, but like, that's up to you. Hit the music! <laughs> basically update from um watching all of last week's return show um two things of note uh we talked about the main event last week but uh we'll go uh third from the top they did a match between nasco and konami um konami thoroughly out wrestled her throughout the match and then nasco pulled out a chain that chain that she's been carrying around ever since she became the leader of Oedo Tai and kept using it, kept using it, and it became so uh, ridiculous with it that the ref called for a DQ. I think this is the second DQ I've seen in uh, stardom since last summer? Mm-hmm. Or last May. Yeah, May last year. So, like, that's, yeah. Uh, you, you see why I like stardom so much. Clean finishes. People get beaten, put the fuck away. Uh, yeah, so because of the main event where you had Tam and Julia going at it, where Julia boots her in the face so bad that she gets a black eye, that Tam gets a black eye. They fight post-match outside the ring. Um, it seems like they're setting up and, and, and setting the table for some type of white belt scenario showing you, like, who, these are the players, like Konami, um, Arissa's last great white belt challenger, Tam, uh, 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 Nasco, who won, uh, who actually pinned Arissa and was mm-hmm. due to be at No People Gave for a title match for Arissa, you know, had to pull out because of the injuries. And then mm-hmm. Julia, the Cinderella uh, tournament winner, uh, who actually said she was going to challenge Arissa before Arissa retired. So it's like, that seems like they're sending the tape for those four. Nope. No job done. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so. Look. Arisa Hoshiki, elite level working. Oh my god! <laughs> Look, because I'll tell you this: I didn't want to see Arisa losing to no Julia, but I didn't want to. I didn't necessarily want to see Arisa losing to no Julia either. But it's like you know, it is what it is. Um, but I don't think. I don't think. I don't actually think Arisa. Like, yeah, I'm out of here. Fuck, fuck Julia. No, I don't think that at all. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you watch enough of Rizzo Shiki, you're like, nah, bro. I don't. I don't think she has the the, the facilities, if you will, to to be that Machiavellian. Hashtag uh, ELW Elite Level Working. Oh y- my y'all god, y'all hit me with it. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> All right, so um, another part that the the semi main event, Queen's Quest versus Queen's Quest, Azumi and Momo versus. Utami in new gear, looking like, <laughs> looking like uh, an Amazonian warrior princess, and uh, Sai and Big Saya, uh, who is dressed like, I don't know, I don't. She's dre- you know she's dressed like, you know like the the haberdashery that like Shawn Michaels would come down to the ring with and then take off before you wrestle. Yes, her gear looks like the shit that she's wrestling. It looks like the shit you're supposed to take off, but she doesn't take it off. 
Like it has so like all this long tassel around her, like the skirt of the of the outfit and along her arms. It's like I when she walked, I was like, oh, that's cool. She has she's gonna take the joints off. And she's like, oh wait, she's she's not taking that that's off. It. I don't. Whatever, whatever. Um, but yeah, like it's a good match. Uh, it was not anything great. It's not something you would expect from those four, especially Utami, Uzumi, and Momo. Um, but Uzumi looks sharp, um, and everybody else kind of seemed like they're still working their way into into um, getting their groove back. But it was a fun match. Went to a twenty minute a twenty minute time limit draw. That might be the kind of reason why I wasn't that crazy about it, but uh, but yeah, it was it was a good match nonetheless. But it wasn't like a match I, I would say like go out your way to see it. Um, after the match, let me backtrack. When Big Saya joined in February, joined Queen's Quest, you know she said she wanted to model herself after Utami, and then they went into um, No People's Gate, No People Gate, uh, the February Crooked Hall show, and. Momo and Utami fought Jamie and B for the tag titles, and they lost in like a three and a half star match. And Big Saya said, "I want to, I want to team with Utami and take on the big Gaijins, right? The big, the big evil Gaijins." Uh, and after this match, it went to time limit. They all got up and they said, "Well, you know, as young as and, and experienced as Saya is, you guys went, you know, twenty minutes with us. And if you can go twenty minutes with us, you have yourself a real chance to go beat." Saya and well not Saya, but Jamie and, and B. So best of luck to you. You know, bow down to the mm. queens and they went them out of the way. So that's pretty much the update. Uh, well, you got anything else or is that about it? Is there any uh, other? Is there any other sexual abuser in uh that we that we God. forgot to talk about this week? Their major um, one. Um, I think. Look, I can never be sure that that's all. There's never um, there, like there's never the end of in sight of all this. But I'm saying like the major stories from this past week with people like you know involving speaking out. Like I feel like we covered all three of them. I think that's it. Oh, WWE fired a bunch of people. Like they fired Travis Banks. Uh, oh, that's right. Fired um, Liguero. Yeah, right. They fired a couple. Someone else. Uh, but, Somebody else. I mean, they already fired Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's the first person they fired. Yeah, so yeah. apparently he basically admitted it. Like, oh, you caught me. So, um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's it. I think it's a good place to leave it. All right, so that's the end of the show. Be sure to raise some other app you're using to listen to this with uh, to go tell hey. the folks about it. Yeah. Manscaped. <laughs> Don't forget. Go ahead. 20% off code suplex, and you already know what it is. Okay, so for those that I don't think we mentioned it yet, but on the on the lawnmower 3.0, there is a light to help you see what you're doing, so you don't shave off your sack. And when Rich just play, just turned his don't on, shave your gimmick. The light, the light shined off of this man's face. <laughs> I, I I really. One of these days, we're going to turn this into a into a video show, so they can see the shenanigans that just happened. But one one day, yes. but not now. Yes, uh, yeah. So um, shout out to PowerSlam TV. Uh, want to sponsor this show? If you're a fan of independent pro wrestling, have over five thousand hours of footage from all over the world. Just enter the code Social Suplex get your free month's trial. Uh, be sure to check us out on our Discord. Uh, that can be reached by going onto the Twitter for One Nation Radio, and it's in the bio. Um, 
be sure to check out the other shows on on uh, the Social Suplex podcast. Oh, uh, podcast wrestling network. But in one second, we'll get to that. But let me backtrack. Uh, be sure to go to prowrestlingtees.com slash social suplex to pick up some official social suplex podcast merchandise. Uh, I'm sorry, gear. Trying to work hard for y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we got that. We, we we trying to sell all the gimmicks. We trying <laughs> we trying to get all that done. Yeah. Uh, but back to back to lecture at hand. Check out the shows on the network. This show on Sundays or Mondays, One H Radio on Mondays or Tuesdays. Keep the strong style on Wednesdays. Rick and Clyde Wrestling Podcast. Every other Wednesday, Grumman Washes shit. On Fridays, get in the ring, and on Saturdays, all things elite. There you go. Yep. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.